Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome once again to Cult Following, the Phoenix, Arizona source for film, movie, criticism, and podcast form. Join me, Victor Moreno, and my two other hosts, Kirby Nelson and Joshua T. Ruth. Don't feed me after midnight. As we talk about our favorite films, upcoming releases, the best in film collectibles, and upcoming releases where angels to some and demons to others. Check us out every month at Cult Falling. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and everywhere that good podcasts are bought and sold. In this edition, we're looking towards the month of October as we look at frightening beasts of film. That's right, we're going to talk about Halloween movies. Not Michael Myers movies, per se, but, you know, this is the time of year where everyone watches horror movies. So we're going to give you some tips, tricks, and tactics for planning the ultimate Halloween movie marathon for yourself, your friends, or acquaintances, and enemies. Frenemies are welcome as well. We'll also be talking about some upcoming and recent releases, including The Bad Times at El Royale. Venom and other recent uh, tchotchkes and chillas that have hit your local cineplex. Also, since this will be going up later today, uh, we'll also be talking a little bit about Dismember the Alamo, the uh, two horror movie marathons going on at the Alamo Draft House, uh, Phoenix this month, uh, and that's kind of going to what touched on our main topic per se, and. Uh, well, let's kind of get started. Uh, we're going to try not do an individual catch-up. We're going to just kind of hit on some topics a little bit. Uh, you know, uh, the bad times at bad times at El Royale. Yeah, I totally did see that. Yeah, actually. <laughs> hits theaters today, October twelfth. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have my thoughts on it. I don't want to get too spoilery because I feel mm. like if you know too much going, it kind of blows the whole movie. Totally. Um. I kind of it kind of felt like a, a little like more Tarantino, very Tarantino than I was hoping for. But you know, I I enjoyed it. What are you saying? You don't like Tarantino? I like Tarantino, but I also like Drew Goddard. I kind of uh-huh. wanted more uh, Goddard notes in this. That's suit. completely reasonable. Actually, yeah. you're right. Um, you know, yeah, I, I definitely wanted more of that Drew Goddard yeah. flavor. Um, yeah, you're right. This was like one of those, you know, what it, it kind of reminded me of is one of those like 90s movies that were like kind of trying to be Tarantino. Yeah, like, uh, oh God, what's that one with Ryan Phillippe? Like Way of the Gun? Gun? Yeah. Exactly. It was like a lot, a lot like one of those. Yeah. Or like even like a, I don't know, like a Two Days in the Valley vibe. Yeah, you oh, know? that's a good one too. Um, so that's definitely what it felt like a little bit to me. But I did like the movie quite yeah. a bit. Um, I, I think that, um, you know, you and I both agreed that I think a, a, a good amount could have been shaved off of that film. Yeah. And it would have helped the pacing quite a lot. Um, but I really loved the the look of it. Oh, yeah. The I, design. Yeah, I think I feel like some of that was like maybe the only like at least Kevin Wood influence for me. Right. Um, but yeah, I liked the performances. There's a new actress in there who uh, is very good. She's great. She sings a lot. I'm not going to spoil it a lot, but that's yeah. about the only thing I like. Good, good music. And one particular good scene involving that singing, too, which was pretty clever. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I loved not knowing anything about the movie. Yeah. Like nothing. That's, that's why, like, yeah. literally, I don't, I, I don't think Kirby seen, so I'm not going to really right. spoil no. it for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen the trailers and stuff, and obviously, it's a very uh, quick cut. Exactly. Know, so it doesn't like, lead too deep into anything. Yeah. Uh, that would spoil it so much. I mean, I've been excited to see it. I mean, it looks really good. I just. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I was um, out and about this last weekend in LA, and I just don't have time to sometimes, you know, between yeah. work and all else. But it's uh, I'm enjoying my MCA list, so I'll probably man, be I'm catching up envious. this weekend. I'm telling you, man. I'm thinking best, I'm going to do it. The best thing is the IMAX and and whatnot. So I mean, because here's the thing. So because like I I haven't seen Predator. Right. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Venom. And it's like I end up not seeing yeah. these movies because it's like if I don't have to cover it for a screening or if it's not something I go see at the Alamo, like I end up just missing it. And having that AMC list would like stop that. Like I'd be yeah. like, OK, I'm just going to go. I, I, I will say without mm-hmm. without getting into spoilers, I'm sure me and Kirby will talk about it a little bit. Um, AMC A-list is totally the perfect way to see Venom. Oh, and yeah. I, I, I do think <laughs> you should see Venom. Like, right. Yeah, I mean, with bonus free comic book. What? what? I got a comic book when I went. Like a real one or a yeah. digital one? Oh. Like, I mean, like going back. To I'll the... show you my cool Venom swag. What? You I get? got I got a Venom germ mask. Oh, that's the best. That's way that's better. That's great. I wish I had gotten that. Yeah, you could like wear that to your next rave. Totally, I could I could wear that in a like long elbow gloves and totally be like. A '90s wastelander. You show shit. up. I'm, I'm, you show up. Twelve other guys are wearing them. Can yeah. I, can I borrow it for tonight? I'm going to see Stabbing Westwood. <laughs> oh I mean, god. It feels appropriate. Very appropriate. You show up. Twelve other guys are wearing them. I'm just going in my full blade <laughs> outfit. Yeah. Cosplay. Can I go as Tracy Lords as well? Let's hope so. Yes. I I, I hope there's a guy with like the blade uh, boomerang. The bladering, whatever they're called. <laughs> well, the marquee wouldn't even let me bring in my carbiner, so I'm pretty yeah. sure yeah. that there will be no boomerangs uh, assorted. The, uh, the marquee would not let me bring in my carbiner. Is Car-a-biner. definitely if, if if we had the uh, if we had names of episodes, that would be the name of this yeah. episode. They didn't. They went. There was a time when the marquee wouldn't let you bring in gum. Oh, I know. Yeah, oh, they yeah. Were selling gum, and I'm yeah. like, I, I think my, my favorite thing about the marquee theater. Is for those of you who don't live in Phoenix, it's, <laughs> it used to be the only game in town as far as music yeah. venues go. The audio is terrible. Oh yeah, um, it's overpriced as fuck. They um, give you like pat downs. They make you take off your shoes. It's like it's, it's like worse than going through two TSA. TSA. Yeah, it's exactly. Full so TSA. and the reason is because they have a lot of like that's that's where like a lot of like the I don't know. Let's just say like maybe uh, artists that have like more rambunctious fan bases yeah. like they host a lot of those shows so it's a little rough yeah, and i mean i'm I, i've seen some good shows there i've seen like garbage there and the dressed sure. in dolls you know but um that's not nine inch nails there dude oh wow. that was insane that's, that's old school yeah but um my favorite thing is the fact that they like buy little caesar's pizza I was just gonna <laughs> know, say, and sell right. slices for like five like bucks, five bucks each. Dude. I, know. I was actually going to ensure that that was the victor moreno school of marketing but <laughs> hey i mean no that's definitely better than that jeez that's no, that's they literally sell everything they sell a pbr cigarettes. for like seven dollars a yeah. glass dude oh, i think oh maybe six dollars well i was at auction for marilyn manson's rob zombie and the drinks were i believe 20 or 25 each and then the like a uh, shock Holy top, shit. a shock top. I think was fourteen. For Holy the shit! Yeah, so that's you know, ridiculous. I don't drink, but I, you know, yeah, you, you start going. Feel Man, bad for I, people uh, that do. I'm like, wow, this is this is the business I should be in. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 No. Sure. Um, yeah, no sorry, not get as cool of a 
promotional <laughs> item. At that was ben our old Web. man segment. Uh, it know. was. There's what, always a good old what, man Was it like segment. a new comic book, though? Yeah, it's basically, I mean, it has like a Tom Hardy slash really? Venom face. Yeah, I Dude, that could be awesome, though. Yeah. You don't know. Like, to I have never... that, that comic book, that's like we were talking about the Garbage Pail Kids things, you know? Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't think it'll quite reach there, but, <laughs> yeah. but I will say the business of, like, promotional items, I mean, I don't think it even comes close to how big, like, when I've been to PAX a couple of times, Penny yeah. Arcade Expo, yeah. which I've talked about in here, but it's a, a big gaming convention, and uh, the the swag bags they give you, you could probably, on some clear, $50, $100, $200, just if there's at least one or two exclusive items yeah. that people want, and I mean, it's the most, like, it's talking, we started talking about tchotchkes, like, I mean, it's literally like, oh, I ha- I went to, like, yourbrand.com or like Redbubble or something and just threw the like uh, logo on a uh, bouncy ball or something. It's like, I'll give you 50 bucks for yeah. it. It's like, yeah, you can have it, please. <laughs> you know, but darn it, it's a bouncy ball that says Breath of the Wild on it. Yeah, exactly. Well, oh, the one actually I went to, the very the inaugural uh, San Antonio PAX, PAX South, and that was 2014 or 2015. And they had the like cut out Majora's Mask. And people were literally selling them for like a hundred bucks. Oh yeah, so, yeah. Oh yeah. It's just it's just one of those things um, that you know. But I mean, I, I collect promo items. I enjoy them, but most of the ones that are given away now, it's like you know, except fucking hereditary doll. Yeah, but those are that was like I can't like, believe they both got it. Whatever. It's like there is no justice in this world, man. But um, I don't know. I like the little tchotchkes. I do. If it, especially if it's for a movie, I really like. You know, like yeah. that's that's the thing. But like, I love like even little dumb things. Like when I went to it, they had like red balloons. They're yeah, getting out, so I got like a red balloon. Oh yeah, I got one it. of those too. Yeah, we you got know? those and, and uh, pins and stuff. I mean, it's nice. But the uh, the main item, I uh, you know, I like even sometimes the movie. I don't like. It's not my all-time favorite movie, but the promo item can be really good. Right. So. Yeah. yeah. So, um, anyway. Oh, hang on a second here really quick. So, um, yeah, sorry about that. Audio cut out for a second. Um, yeah, I mean, when when it comes to tchotchkes, at the very least, I remember at least in the 90s, uh, you know, when people worked at video stores, they got those little badges. Yeah. You know, it's like mm-hmm. Demolition Man coming out. It's, on, it's at the Harkins theater Theaters, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, you never see those anymore, but those used to be like, oh, man, I really want that, like, Body Snatchers 1993 badge. Yes. The, like, yes, Last Action Hero. Well, those are actually, those you can get at a reasonable price these days, so I don't think it's impossible, but um, the uh, some of the stuff, though, is is so difficult, like, I've known a couple people have been trying to get the inflatable uh, ghoulies. Um, oh, I've yeah, seen like those toilet on bowl. the uh, Facebook groups. Yeah, that and um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 Chili. Uh, there's like three or four. Chili, huh? Yeah, they actually sold had Chili as a promotional item. There's some amazing stuff out there. I've gotten a lot of the ones like they had like the coins that they did for like this like uh, it was like one of those like real world. So uh, so cocaine. SDCC, they had one of those things where it's, I can't remember what they call it, but it's like, they do like treasure hunts, and it's like... Like a, a scavenger hunt? It's like scavenger hunt, yeah, exactly, but it was to promote Tron Legacy, and they had um, little actual metal tokens that oh, said wow, Flynn's cool. Arcade, and like, they would give those out, and if you got one of those, then you go to this address, and they had like a whole 
like redo of Flynn's arcade. Oh yeah, I yeah. Remember. They had that for a couple years. I remember like the last time before this year. I remember seeing that totally. Um, but like, and then it was cool because they even had a uh, an arcade machine that you go behind, and uh-huh. then like you know, like you could in the movie and everything, and then it would like have a Tron light cycle. But so I wanted one of those coins so bad, and like I was able to get one, but. I don't know, man. There's, like, these ones that are just, like, I don't know, like, I want forever, like, the Batman Returns, like, lobby standee. There's so oh, many of those yeah. that I, I think of, and I've looked, like, they never pop up on eBay or anything. Uh, it's just deterioration. I, yeah. I have no problem with them. I used to have storage. the Nightmare on Elm Street 2 Freddy's Revenge video store standee. Oh, see, that's awesome. But, like, what happened, I had it when I was a teenager, and over the years, it just, like, you yeah. know where it Is that what it up. is? It's they, like, like fall apart? They fall apart. apart. Yeah, the only way to buy them is to buy them sealed like if you find them in the original the way they were sent like with the original mailing labels to a video store or a a theater well like uh i went to tucson and there's a there is a comic book shop i'm sure it's probably still be there it's it's across street from where bookman's on grand yeah atomic or i think it was none is atomic no No, no. not atomic comics but it has like a name like that like has like a space kind of like a 50s like zap space age i can't remember the name of it but yeah it's right on jetpack yeah yeah but um i've been there a few the times p- and they still have one? it no no they have they have a robocop one where he's the stepping original? out of the car the standee cool and it's like i don't have room to put it anywhere but like that's they're clearly, selling it yeah for like how much? 150 bucks that's such a good deal yeah but it's like where yeah, are you where gonna, gonna our galaxy is the name of it oh okay yeah Got it took it. me a second i had to like look it up that I'm is like, space-ish it, yeah, it does have right. like a space kind of right. name yeah yeah so i, I would find a space for that yeah that i used to like to go that when i used to spend a lot of time in tucson because my best friends from um from the air from sonora and stuff is the uh what do you call it? Uh, just they would have like so many odds and ends in the store, like buried under stuff. It was like a total treasure hunt. But yeah. it's a lot. It's a like lot of fun. Heaven. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Venom for a second. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, I'm not going to talk about specifics of the plot here because yeah. I mean, there's not really it's a okay. point to it. I honestly don't care as much with something like Venom because it's yeah. like I've read all these comics. I mean, it's like whatever. It's um, another Venom story. Yeah. I. I will. They do a good job of making a Venom movie that has like nothing to do with Spider-Man, right? But Agreed. what I will. Did you watch Life last year? That Sony Space. Movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one with dude. The creature. I do not know why the fuck they didn't retroactively make that right. a prequel to this movie or just make it a flat-out prequel. I think because, we said that when it came no, no, out, right? Dude, the spaceship that crashes on Earth that uh, brings the Venom symbiote. Is owned by something called the Life Corporation. Wow, missed and opportunity. I, I just I can't get over it. It's just one of those things where it doesn't really make any sense why they didn't do it. Like it, it would have been like almost like split where it was like a stealth like prequel or something. I would have been totally fine with that. Like you know, like Venomverse. What? But <laughs> no, um, but you probably should sit on more like uh, industry meetings and being like, guys. See, you keep trying to get focused on the the after. We need to get on the before and steal it, like right now. <laughs> it's like, just super weird. It, it's just one of those things that doesn't really make much sense. Um, and why it wasn't tied they pull together. Pull a Shyamalan, and, like, yeah, at yeah. the very end. Like, yeah, like, no, Tom but Hardy I get what you're saying. Up. Actually, I blind bought that at Black Friday, and yeah. haven't. I just watched it maybe like a couple months ago. Yeah, but yeah, I can definitely see it. Yeah, so like basically the whole gist of the thing is uh. So, uh, Tom Hardy plays Eddie Brock, who's basically Shane Smith from Vice. 
Okay. That that's literally the only way. I, I, he's 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 a vice reporter. That's not vice. Like he's like I'm just a normal guy who goes around and t- asks questions about fucked up shit. You know, mm-hmm. and I will say it is one of those things that really boggles my mind how Tom Hardy cannot do a serviceable American accent. It's <laughs> absolutely awful. It's probably the hardest part of the movie. I and it's like I'd almost forgotten how bad he was at them, but then I remember I saw Warrior, uh-huh. the that Gavin O'Connor movie, which is a good movie. But I'm like, I don't know what the fuck Tom Hardy is on that whole movie. <laughs> like Nick Nolte's his dad. He's like, I'm drinking, son, and I love you. Why you love me, Pop? You know, it's awful. But you know, so basically, I'll go into a little plot thing just because it touches onto the main thing I want to talk about this movie. Okay. This movie, all right, since so he, he's going out with Michelle Williams, who's basically playing like a shitty version of Pepper Potts. Okay. Yeah, and she's like, this is, she's like beyond the stereotype of the shrewish girlfriend, like, or the shrewd, you know, like the shrewd, like, ah, you want to be, do something that makes you happy? God, you're awful. Mm-hmm. I'm a lawyer. Fuck you. You know, mm-hmm. like, I, I hate when they write roles for women like this. Yeah. It's, it's really fucking aggravating. And the fact that she kind of like, uh, kind of like, um, like Skyler in Breaking Bad. Yes, you know, it's yeah. like, oh, why the fuck is Walt married to Skyler? She's such yeah. a bitch because she won't let him exactly. break the law. It's like badly written characters that like make people like hate women more. Well, or no, something. I, I think in the Skyler case though, it, I don't, I, she's a way more comp. That's my only. Problem. It got when, better with a, a difference in a show and a movie. Some movies are just the characters written flat. There's yeah. no getting around it. It was written poorly. But I think something it's it really is an arc or a descent or whatever way you want to look yeah, at the it. Characters... Skyler was definitely a descent to me. Yeah. Like yeah. it was and and the whole point of the show is that it's left inferno yeah. kind of story, you know. Yeah. It is but what it is. We're giving more credit to them. Characters do yeah. not have arcs in this movie. <laughs> no, they do not. <laughs> this in is any a, way, this shape, is or a form. fucking nineties <laughs> superhero movie. Really? Like the in the dark times? In you the mean, dark times. You mean like Captain like, America? It's like, oh yeah, this is made for the fans, but we're gonna pretend they don't know anything and right. make a real movie. Right. Right? Yeah. And then the re- this is like so he's like hanging out at his girlfriend's house and manages to see all these confidential legal documents and of course when he interviews uh her client who is basically uh evil elon musk but let's be honest here folks he it's riz Riz ahmed riz ahmed playing evil elon musk is he wasted no he he is in a way that's bizarre because he can tell he's actually trying to act Uh because his character isn't really written evil we're just like i am a millionaire so i'm evil you know, he's like the fourth Elon Musk in film this yeah, year. Yeah, but he's like, a, you know, he's... Well, I think the problem with it is, is it isn't evil Elon Musk, but it's more on the, the scientific without yeah. boundaries yeah. or, like, limits. It's kind of like... It's how they I like to make Doctor Doom in movies. Like, I'm just a scientist, and I'm <sighs> trying to get there without following protocols. That's not how Doctor Doom's supposed to be. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. But... So, you know, he, you find out, like, oh, he's, like, got these symbiotes or whatever that he's using to experiment on, like, was it cancer patients or something? Yeah, it's it's just, oh, no, he's, there. the whole subplot is, is it totally his vice. Yeah. No spoilers, but it's it's the homeless, basically. Yeah, yeah, it's like, right. it's basically like, you know. Extreme measures? Yeah, they kind of go with the whole, it, like, I don't know. It's, they're, they're it's trying like to run It's like the hard lot. target kind yeah. of, like, um, 
uh, surviving the surviving game. the game yeah. thing. So, yeah. our, but our, it's like extreme measures. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I just want to get into this real quick because, like, I I don't want to belabor the whole podcast on it. All right, Venom cast, dude. Uh, Melora Walters from Magnolia and Cabin. She's an awesome actress. She is playing like two bit homeless person here, and it's like that's when you realize. Man, you know, actors gotta eat, but like, dude, this movie has schizophrenic casting director all over it. Like, uh, Jenny, Jenny Slate is playing like hardcore scientist lady. I like, mm. I just gotta think, whoever cast this movie was beyond the casting on The Predator. It's like, yeah, uh, Jenny Slate, miscast Olivia Munn, scientist. Yeah, miscast films are rough. Man. Yeah, so somewhere along the line, she realizes Riz Ahmed is evil, so she, like contacts uh eddie brock's like hey come down here my boss is evil and then he breaks in somehow and he gets infected with spawn i mean venom and uh, <laughs> and then it be- then the movie becomes a shitty rip off of upgrade right yeah pretty much it, it's it's definitely victor brought that comparison when i saw him last night and i was like man that is like pretty much spot on what kills me is like logan marshall green is an upgrade and people are always like oh logan marshall green looks just like tom hardy well i like the the whole thing is like logan marshall green is poor man's tom hardy but yet who was in the better movie this year bitch yeah it's super (laughs) weird so like you know like looks like he's he's throwing down the mic yeah i I, you know i'm like watching this movie i'm like this upgrade what the fuck you know and and it's like upgrade by way of like the darkness video game so oh that's so oh yeah it's like who 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 are you talking to nobody i got voice quiet don't tell her anything right Right. so that's why i was going to ask you so there's parts where the symbiote is like talking to him the the symbiote talking is the best part of the whole Mm -hmm. fucking movie by far oh yeah is that funny not even close dude Seriously, once the symbiote stuff starts to happen, then it's just like, I could, you know, we could be like, oh, it's a sheer pop upgrade. Dude, this movie's a piece of shit. The only reason it works is because Tom Hardy takes this, I'm possessed by an alien thing, and just fucking runs with it. Right. And it's just weird. It's like, it's like he's in a Marvel movie and everybody else is in like this dour DC movie. (laughs) You know, they're like, we're going to get that monster out of you. It's like, no, don't call it a parasite. I'm not a parasite. Shh, shh, you're making it mad. <laughs> right, so it's like got a lot of comedy relief. It, yeah. No, it's just, it's it, that, it, that's the whole point is, is that if it didn't have the, the symbiote talking mm-hmm. and doing this weird, you know, um, you know, it, like a one man play thing, yeah, basically, right. it wouldn't, the rest of the film, it would, you'd just be like, God, just let it be over now. Like, well, that I, I really like would. A, that sounds good. No, it's just it really is the saving grace of the film to me. It's just basically. Yeah, I mean the CGI is like terrible. Yeah, I can tell that from the. Oh, trailer. dude, there's Holy a part. Smokes. There's a part near the end of the movie where he's fighting like another symbiote in this movie. The so symbiote, it is like the symbiotes fight themselves. They all have independent thinking, but they name themselves in English. It's one of those movies where if you think about it too hard, like this doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, just go in there and don't think about why the evil symbiote names itself riot and venom names itself venom because then they, then they have like this little whole thing going on where like they they're like a bickering couple mm-hmm. where it's kind of like you know like why are you making fun of me and it's like because you're a loser and then later on they get separated it's like you know i'm a loser too we need each other <laughs> well it basically becomes like this weird you, you... love story and there's some I gotta talk about okay, this. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, dude. All right. At one point, they like they, they tell you the Venom symbiote is um 
like if you use magnets or it, it'll become detached from the host, like an MRI machine. The cla- mm-hmm. that just like in Spider Man Three, it's yeah, still yeah. the same, like high frequency, certain yeah, yeah. decibel range. Yeah. So at one point, you know, they're trying to hunt him down. He gets separated from the symbiote. So then, um, like the uh, the symbiote keeps like hopping into animals and people to try to get to him. Goes full hidden. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it yeah, it's exactly when it possesses people, it's like supernatural or they hidden. Because nice. there's this whole subplot about another symbiote that starts off in like the Philippines and somehow makes itself its way to the U.S. Don't think about it too hard. It's oh, so stupid. it's like a body like jumping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Well, and and it, that's the whole thing. It needs to find the perfect dose. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know it. You know Eddie or Tom Hardy is Venom's perfect host. So at one point he's getting chased down, and then um. You know, it hops in his girlfriend to try to find him, Michelle Williams. And then, when it gets in Michelle Williams and saves his life, it no longer looks like Michelle Williams. It is now stripper Venom. Okay. Dude, I, this is... Is it still Michelle Williams? Oh, it's, Mich- it's like, you know how it, when he's Venom, he's all <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You should see Kirby right now, because uh, this, yeah. if you guys have yeah. seen the movie, you totally know what we're talking about. Basically, the Venom symbiote like, okay. makes itself this big boobed, big ass like symbiote girl. Okay, that but... comes up to Tom Hardy and makes out with him to get back inside of him. Which, and then as soon as it, it's okay, inside but, but of wait, him, is this CGI or it's is CGI? Okay, okay, good. it's CGI. I got it now. Okay, and then as soon as it's this makeout scene mm-hmm. is over, like Michelle Williams pulls back and is kind of like, "What was that?" Wow, it's so it's not like oh this is the way to get them back together. It's 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 like so it's like stripper Venom, like looking like Venom, but like, like with boobs. Oh my god, and, yeah. is this like a full rock? You guys just feel. fucking with me right yeah. now? No, no, no. It, it, it's it, this it, is oh a real god. scene. Can in the we movie. please get? Can we please just get an action figure of that? Like, please, just an action figure of that? Because sure I haven't even seen I'm it. I'm sure somebody's working on it right now. <laughs> I haven't like, even seen it, but I know I want an oh action God. figure But of yeah, it. this is literally, people were like, well, this. I think a lot of people in the theater, because I saw it with a fa- fair amount of families, uh-huh. were just kind of like, <laughs> PG-13, what man. the fuck? And I'm like, <laughs> you've obviously never read any of the comics. Yeah. Like, it's not even like that kind of like standard, like, Fucking typical neckbeard bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like you know the comics, uh, like comic book guy yeah. thing. It, it's just literally like there's so much in this movie that I'm like, that like Victor said, it's like this DC dower kind of thing, and then it's like people walk in wanting Marvel magic, and it's yeah. like it's not gonna happen it's here. It's just it, the reason that I think we've spent so much time talking about it. It's not that it's a good movie. It's that it's bad in a very entertaining way yeah that somehow people it, like you know it could be like oh well of course deadpool is I, gonna work no this isn't I, like deadpool this is just like this weird fucking movie 100 percent sure that if nicholas cage had been cast this would be his triple you crown know, it, year you know this like, is the wow, thing if, this is amazing. almost like a, a spirits of vengeance kind of thing sure we're like the person who's playing it's just having so much fun in a shitty movie right like i'm sure spirits but if of the Venge- directors were in on that too yeah so you're saying it's like, like maybe ruben fleischer who like yeah. i don't even know zombie land yeah, yeah, yeah he directed zombie land yeah. and that's the reason i think there's comedy injected yeah. otherwise i think it would have been pretty straightforward yeah. like um you know the an- the anti hero thing is basically 
you know, they're trying to go for that, and it ends up being, I mean, the, the whole funniest part is that doesn't happen until literally the very end of the movie, the last few minutes where you get that he's more of the anti-hero, anti-hero yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. persona. The rest of the time, it's basically like... Oh, no, they uh, they had to jump through hoops to make this a PG-13 movie because Venom eats people, wow. but he, like, engulfs them. It's like, um, like Men in Black or something. Yeah. Yeah. They, they no... dug deep in the 90s, how do we get around PG-13 <laughs> well? I'd actually say, yeah, Spawn and Men in Black would actually be pretty good reference points yeah. to this one. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't really, that's kind of the way I it will felt. say, if, if this is the last, uh, if this is the last Stan Lee cameo, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good one. It it was, he's, he's had some fun. That's the one thing I will say about Stan Lee cameos, is I've enjoyed all of them. I mean, the, I have a, you know, a range of which ones I like the most. Yeah. But I really think, I mean, like the Deadpool one, I, I, I just think there's ones that are more fun, and the ones that are, um, you know, kind of feel very, uh forced yeah but this one was enjoyable yeah it was cute but yeah. it was also like ah funny because it's one of those other ones that plays off of an mcu thing we're like oh it's not an mcu movie but we're kind of pretending it's adjacent well yeah that's yeah. obviously what they're working towards yeah. this is definitely not homecoming if anyone no, was no, no, expecting no. any kind of quality like that you're not gonna find it here yeah but yeah it's, the, the it's worth your A-list membership. I, I will say, I'm going to stop talking about it now, but at the end, the very last thing is, uh, it was like a little credit, uh, it was a little sync preview of uh, Into the Spider-Verse, which looks fucking awesome. I don't know if you stuck through the credits. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the whole bit with yeah, the... Uh, the way it's animated is like super cool. It's very unique. I don't think, I mean, I'm going to say it's like a Sin City level of, yeah, like, it, people are like, going to be blown 3D away. It's 3D cel-shaded, but like, they do like more patterns to kind of make it look like, um, like, you know, dot like that dot printing sure. from the sixties, yeah. kind of, but not really. It's like super stylized. It's very it's pop. Spider Man game, and there's like a costume that's that. It like looks exactly like it's a from the comic, which yeah. is really funny because it's like a real world. So it has this weird kind of like Who Framed Roger Rabbit kind of yeah. feel because uh, he's completely animated and done perfectly, but in this real world. Yeah. Um. So yeah. That's yeah, I would awesome say it, it's definitely interesting. It wasn't at all because. All I ever saw was teasers, mm-hmm. like teaser prints before I saw the trailer. I was like, wow, this is really, really different. Yeah. So, no. Definitely um, something to look forward to. All right. Uh, so, yesterday, me and Kirby went to this thing at ASU. Um, it's, it was put on by ASU Film Spark, and it was supposed to be The Shape of Water. Right. With special guest Doug Jones. Okay. Very special guest Doug Jones. Yeah. The specialist? What's what's going on? You guys have a look on your face like things did not go as planned. Things did not go as planned. (laughs) Okay. Um, I will say uh, maybe it was at the Marston Exploration Theater, which like I'm pretty sure that's like an astronomy classroom usually, but it 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 made for a good like makeshift theater. Oh yeah, no, I mean like first and foremost for the people who put this on, it was very much appreciated and enjoyed. It was it was a great thing that you're doing. I want more events like this, but um. Something was missing. Yeah, I will say, dude, if if you're going to have a guest, if you're going to have a guest, say you're going to have a guest, if you're going to have someone do a Skype appearance, right? it is a Skype appearance, not with guests. Yeah. And I'm, I'm at least happy to say that when they announce, like, oh, we have our guest here via video conference, I'm pretty sure more than half the theater booed. 
Right. Well, they did the uh, they because they couldn't really knock it for being free with free pizza and water and stuff. Yeah. So, but it was very much a so, like you could see everyone, myself, Victor, everyone had bags or posters and yeah. like things full of stuff because I mean, Doug Jones is one of the top people I've always wanted to meet. I mean, I just he's one of the n- nicest, most wonderful people I've ever interacted with. He's the only one of the only celebrities who ever commented on something for Instagram. I mean, wrote me like a very personal response, mm-hmm. and it's just like I don't know. He just means a lot to me. He's sure. a, a wonderful actor, but he just seems to be. I just want to hug him. Like that's just <laughs> it. I just want to like you know tell him how much he means to me. And so and it's like I'm gonna have a difficult time doing that via Skype. This is not yeah, my yeah. my I, I just, so, uh, okay. internet girlfriend. Now you know? is this um, because they. There's a similar event next month with it's Sorry to Bother the You. same people. So, I mean, were they... Do you think that's going to be the same situation? I with have Israeli? a very strong inkling it's going to be the same situation because they told us how that event is going to happen and it did not sound like an event I want to go to. Well, no, no. They really upsold that because it was the Jumbo Truck. <sighs> it's the biggest street. We're going to watch this at Sun Devil Stadium and we're going to play the movie on the Jumbotron. Okay. Yeah, and I oh, don't... and and the Meg is coming as well. If yeah. you'd like to see oh, that the on the oh, well. on the jumbotron also, too, I I don't know. Like again, I don't want to get down on this because I think community film events are cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, very cool. That's I, what I'm I, saying. And they're free, and you get free food, and it, you know, well, not not the Boots Riley one. That was three dollars. I mean, I know it's not a lot, but I, they charge for it. I have to it. think because he must be going to be there because they charge for it, right? And not the other ones, but well, and, and to be fair too, Doug Jones is filming Star Trek right now. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe so he it, had meant to be. There. So he had meant to be there. Or he uh, got caught filming wait, Star Trek. Uh the new Star Trek show, yeah. uh, Discovery. See. Yeah, okay. yeah, got it. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Like, it's just, yeah. I was. Just, I, I, we just said that it's like if you're just gonna put, just put via conference or webcam. Yeah, Alamo or, does. Oh, totally. Yeah, Every which is time, totally fair. You know, and that's the whole thing. I'm like, I, I feel like, dude, this isn't just. Any place that does any kind of Skype Q and A, just say it's a Skype Q and A. There's yeah, nothing wrong with say, that. Yeah, I gotta say, like I'm looking at the event on this thing, and it says "Sorry to bother you" with writer director Boots Riley. It does not say in person, and it also doesn't say Skype, so it's probably the same thing. Yeah, we don't know, but I, I mean, I don't know at this point. Well, I mean, I, I think up. I think somebody I, I might post about it on their event. Just so I know, because yeah, they've got to clear that up. That especially right. after after yesterday, because honestly, I'm pretty like I said, most of us were sure he was like because that event was like with special guest Doug Jones. Look, and some people still come out for a Skype Q and A. Yeah, you know, like I, I would have stuck around totally, if it hadn't been so yeah, late. I mean, right? I I honestly like I was totally I I did with uh, Dead Night. We did a Skype Q and A with Barbara Crampton. I thought that was awesome. We did we, it was really good questions and everything. But we said straight out, step Q and A, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, of course. Well, and people still feel like that's an interaction. They get to ask their questions. Yeah, there's absolutely nothing you. wrong with that. And sometimes that's the way to make an event like that happen. Or maybe somebody who has a disability or inability to travel or yeah, whatever yeah. it is. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I just, yeah, uh, not it's not like hey, it's flagrant false advertising. Sure, like but, it's not but, at all. So it what was, was free. The experience of watching the film, like. Um, I will say they have a good projector. Okay. Yeah, it was nice. For, they have um very um a lot of leg room for their seats, which was nice. Um, I didn't suffer as bad as everyone else, but uh, apparently the uh the Snifflesaurus Rex was behind us. 
and I guess yeah, I hadn't heard, didn't hear about it till afterwards. I guess yeah. <laughs> Our is, respective dates were not big into it. I will say, very interesting it's going to see a movie with like who with mostly like young millennials. Mm-hmm. I don't want to like stereotype. I'm saying like this movie won Best Picture. It came out last year. Most of these people were in a film program. I would say a good ninety percent of the people there or more had never seen *The Shape of Water*. Oh, easily. Oh, wow. It, yeah, no, because when like you know, how are you in a film program? You haven't seen like the movies dude, up for it, best picture. It's really funny, like just like oh, and by the way, if you're in our pro, like the, the guy running the thing oh, was yeah. like, if you're in my class, you need to stay to get credit. You have to stay for the Q and A to get credit. So, and he wanted everything to be like very full, which I get, like putting on a good front so that Doug Jones sees it. But it was just kind of funny, but. There was definitely, like, a lot of, you know, I, I'm i going to stereotype because I don't fucking care. Is the, like, longboard crowd, like, yeah. a bunch of them just like, oh, oh, he's gonna, she's going to fuck the fish. Like, it's just uh, kind of like. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, you know, afterwards, of, literally, it was like, all right, who's into bestiality? bestiality? And it's just like. Yeah, it was, oh, it's God, very on, weird. Dude. Like, just but hearing this gas. This sounds like the weirdest night I've ever heard about in the. My uh, I've had life. quite a few of them, but <laughs> this one is definitely interesting. It's it's just. Did people I'm, get up and leave when it was like the Skype Q and A? Oh no. yeah. Well, well no, no. Some I'm I'm assuming the people who had actually had questions or wanted to interact with Doug Jones stuck around. I think those that were required for course credit did. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was still very full. It was just, but you could tell. A lot of the people, the ones who were definitely disappointed that he was not physically there left. Yeah. Without a doubt. Got it. Like, we, thought, we talked about leaving for a minute, but we Yeah, I just said I'm. we're pot committed now, so there's no reason not to. It's like, yeah. it's an evening out and stuff, and um, Ari paid for parking, which was a, crazy. Ooh. It was $9 for two and a half hours. Sounds like going to the marquee. Well, just for, uh, for um, comparison... Uh, in L.A., in downtown, downtown L.A., it was $15 for an hour and 10 minutes. Right. So, I mean, but that's in one of the biggest metropolitan cities in the world, and it was still only 15 I'm like, this is ASU. Come on. Yeah. It should be like $5 at the most. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it is what it is. Um, yeah, it's pretty rough. Speaking of which, I will jump in here and yeah. say the, um, I did, uh. I did venture out to L.A. Uh, for my, I believe this is my fourth Beyond Fest, uh, but oh, I was only able to do went. one film, yes, to go to the screening of the Monster Squad. We what? had a full awesome. uh, club assembly. Decker was there, right? Yes, it was That's Decker, awesome. uh, most a good chunk of the cast and crew, uh, people showed up. Uh, they did a recreation not of the, the... Not the one guy that never shows up, right? Like... Um, I've met the whole cast at Monster Palooza years ago, so the, some of the I know Tom Noonan does not make many appearances anymore right. in public. Um, I have met him. Um, most I've met all. It was the only two creatures there was Tom Woodruff Jr. Mm-hmm. as who was the Gill Man and uh, Michael. Uh, sorry, McKay is uh was the mummy they were both there jr was something else really big he was Pumpkinhead, that's and he was also in um several i mean he's been the creature he was he was a protege of stan winston yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, so he was in a ton of his movies um he's i mean yeah tom woodruff is a man of jr is a man of many many talents but um yeah great but they did a a q a after 
And we got to see the West Coast premiere of Wolfman's Got Nards. Oh, how was which, that? Which uh, was excellent. I had been up for about uh, 20 hours straight, so I did fall asleep for about 10 minutes in the movie, as I understand. But um, it was going on at almost 1130 at night. Yeah. So it was a little tough. But um, everything I did see, I saw the bulk of the movie, and it was excellent. Uh, a great documentary. Nice. And um, hung out. Uh, Fred Decker, uh, most people know, not only my huge Monster Squad fan, but a massive Night of the Creeps and House Super fan. So um, I've, I've actually never met Fred Decker, so it was an immense honor to finally meet him. But um, just a great uh, crowd. A lot of people, full house, completely sold out. Um, unfortunately, it was one of the last nights, so there really wasn't anything showing except kind of like free shows and, right. you know, miss kind of everything else. I did want to go off of Cronenberg. It was my folks' 50th wedding anniversary. Um, mm-hmm. I made the right choice. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's it's one of those things. That there was no other choice for me. So, but um, Are those it, tickets really hard to get? Like, to, if you want to go to the fly with freaking Cronenberg? Um, oh, yeah, it's sold out instantly well, almost. I, but I, there was a debacle, too. It, there's a debacle every year. Yeah, there is. Every single year. Yeah. Um, yeah, they always... The thing is, all the tickets always go on sale at the same time. Okay. And it's usually through Fandango, which is not the best website. Yeah. And it usually crashes the website. Because, right. you know, they're not used to having, like, you know, thousands of people trying to get tickets to like twenty different screenings all at the exact same time. Right, right. There's better ways of doing it. I don't think they'll ever really realize. Well, they switched it. to it's, brown paper. I think they at did the because end. Fandango mm-hmm. fucked up. Then they switched back to Fandango. Yeah, and, and it's like honestly, the way to do it is just stagger the ticket sales. But it's there. It's part of the Alamo Empire, so you know they're never going to do it the easy way. I mean, the one cool thing about if they all go on sale at the same time is that you can, like, choose the movie you care most about, right? I mean, if they staggered it, you could, theoretically, especially if you had bots or something, you could, like, get every single... Well, the thing is, like, I mean, they're trying to sell it out as fast as possible. I get that. You know, but it's one of those things, too, where, like, you have to make hard choices right from the get-go. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, the other thing, too, I will say, at least at this screening, was a huge huge amount of the cast and crew of both the film and the documentary were there so they were taking up the bulk of the riser seats i mean i yeah. would say at least 40 percent of them wow. and so it was like really tight in there so i'm really glad i got tickets i actually bought them when we were at monster palooza mm-hmm. um like rushing like in the car with victor like we're racing to get to the booth and we're also trying i'm like trying to buy tickets to stuff and the problem is, yeah, they have no one easy way. Like Fandango sucks. Um, Brown Paper's website can be their website's really annoying. Everything is annoying. Like, and it's just kind of like one of those yeah. things. Yeah, but I mean, it, it was good. It was a long drive, but we had a lot of fun. Went to uh, Slashback Video, um, and uh, went to um, uh, Dark Dell and a few other spots. Uh, Necromance, a bunch of other ones. So it was a lot of fun. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was uh, I I've, I've seen at least one film at most Beyond Fest. I did skip the last 2017. There really wasn't anything I was interested yeah, in. Yeah, I didn't so. go 2017. That was the year of the dueling Suspiria. Yes, restorations and as really didn't really do much for me that year. I don't know. Yeah, there really um there wasn't a huge amount uh. I, we both went 2016, which for me was I one of the like best 2016 years. 2016 is going to be their, the year they can't top. They just had too much. It was shirt. too much. It was too much good free stuff, too much good 
Um, the, the, but they had the full one, and I went 2013, which was the Goblin's first U.S. performance, and like, I, I, if it was not ever, it was like 20 or 30 or 30 odd years, and they killed it. So yeah, yeah I really, I, I actually said this last year, but then I, I didn't end up going to Fantastic Fest this year either. But I said I kind of thinking about just doing that, you know, doing Beyond maybe next year. I will say the Fest. the only thing I I regret not going to last year was the. Uh, the uh the Riza doing a oh, live score sure. in thirty six chamber of Shaolin. That would have been cool. Yeah, that's a cool experience. I mean that's what I'd like to see more people doing is more of the live performances. Because yeah. Goblin the uh year I saw him, um they did uh score deep red live, uh Profondo Rosso, and then they also did uh uh Tenebrae as well. And it's just at, well they play a live concert and they also did scoring. But just being able to see it, you know, it's it's just such a magnificent experience. But um, I, I, the everyone involved with Beyond Fest, uh, Death Waltz, Agfa, all those folks. I mean, they're they're amazing. It really, I mean, it's a monumental effort. So I don't, I'm not trying to dog them at all because I think they do an, an amazing experience. Which I think I kind of mentioned they're kind of Fandango. Yeah, God, yeah, except Fandango. Yeah, but um, they're one of the most amazing parts at uh the Monster Squad, which I kind of alluded to and then drifted off as I'm known to do, was they actually did the treehouse in the theater, in the or in the um the lobby area, and did a full with screen used. So it had like the Stephen King rules shirt, the one he actually wore. That's awesome. His whole outfit, so just yeah, because they, they they mentioned the last time we saw the Q and A with them. Uh, that you know he still has that Stephen yep. King yeah. shirt. Yeah, that's well, awesome. I think that's cool. Actually, how a lot of theaters are starting to. Do. I guess the Arclay in L.A. has like a recreation of the Myers House yeah. in the lobby right now. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. I I kind of want to stick around for the Arclight, uh, the Suspiria showing, mm-hmm. but it was just the problem is is the they also of course this is a you know seven day a week thing, so they are going to you know it goes on for weeks, but a lot of these things. You know, this was on a Thursday, so it worked well into the weekend. But I know Victor and Ruby really wanted to go. It was like Flash Gordon was on Wednesday or Tuesday. Yeah. It's like it's so hard to go in the middle of the week when it's a six-hour drive each way. There's yeah. Like, was it's... there like Max von Sydow there or something? No. Um, Sam, Sam Jones. Jones. Cool. Yeah. Not as good yeah. as Max von Sydow. No, um, but William Friedkin was – Victor let me in, but I'm like, I just can't make the drive right now to go. Was, uh, he was doing another one where he was hosting The Exorcist. But I, I – one of my regrets is not me, William Pierre Blatty, when he was alive. Uh, that yeah. I would I would have much rather gone to see William yeah. Pierre Blatty than William Friedkin. I decided to give you the heads up. No, 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 no. I appreciate no, cause, it. Because, like, we went to the one – basically what I was telling, is, telling Kirby was the Academy is uh-huh. doing a screening of Exorcist in their theater on the 22nd with – um. William Friedkin. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to the John Waters one when they did the anniversary of Hairspray, and they had Barry Jenkins interview him. Cool. And, I- like, literally the entire living cast of that movie showed up of Hairspray. Like, even the ones that weren't on the thing. Like, yeah. they were all in the crowd. So, and they don't announce who's going to do the Q&A for it ahead of time, but it's usually, like, a, a well-known current filmmaker that counts them as an influence. That's they were like, Barry Jenkins, really? But yeah, he was yeah. like, he's really good friends with John Waters and how, like, he talked about how, like, the, you know, all the racial elements of, like, Baltimore in Hairspray, like, you know, the 60s, like, oh yeah, no, there's a real world subtext here that's, like, 
you know, talks to a different audience than mm-hmm. you would expect, you know? Yeah, definitely. So Plus, John Waters is probably infinitely more entertaining than William Freakin. Unless yeah. Freakin has a classic, like, freak out. Then I'd, I'd probably want to watch mean, it live, like, yeah. world star style. Not like uh, seeing Freakin in his, like, neck scarf and sunglasses would not be magical. Oh, it would be. I mean, like I said, I do, I do love the man, but I just... It's one of those ones that I'm like, that's the other part. Yeah, my guess is they'll probably have, like, you know, somebody like maybe like Jordan Peele or somebody show up to interview him. Yeah. You know, that's usually. Who knows? Yeah. It's that one would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm have no idea. It's a wait and see, but yeah. it's one of those ones too. I just, uh, yeah. Well, it's eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been trying to limit, kind of like you were just talking about, like, Fantastic Beyond Fest. I'm trying to limit it to, like, one. And more yeah. homegrown. That's why I'm really proud of Phoenix for having, you know, now we have two draft houses. We have mm. Phoenix Con. We have Mad Monster. We I'm have excited. Game Game On Expo. We have a lot of stuff. We really do, and and it's it's awesome to have all this stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for Dismember the Alamo tomorrow. I I, I like I like that's mystery. Like I'm like I like not knowing what's coming. So yeah, yeah I'm looking It'll forward be to good that. times. Now, like so, basically, what I said, like people are like, oh, so like, what are the movies going to be? So like, I'm not going to tell people what yeah, the movies are going to be, but I'm open to saying what I think the theme of the nights is. Okay, all right. So I will say, if I had to, because there's a theme to both of the movies, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the theme for tomorrow's Dismember at Tempe is 1980s video store horror section. Awesome. Okay. Um, and I feel like the theme for Alamo Chandler's Dismember the Alamo is... Foreign. okay okay yeah cool Got I, yeah and it's like I, I i went deep cuts on on a lot of these because i like people would talk to me and be like oh so you're gonna play like john carpenter's halloween or are you gonna play like like literally it's like that would be a bit obvious yeah if i like literally went on shutter and picked four movies at random that would kind of be stupid yeah i i and like I love Shudder. I have Shudder, you know, but mm-hmm. I mean, like, I, you know, it's hard nowadays with everything so accessible because I'm sure somebody afterwards would be like, oh, I could find this movie on da da da. And it's like, well, I think it, that, like, it flows together, but I feel like they're, it's an interesting, like, mix. I mean, as long, it, ultimately, I like seeing a movie that, like, I've never even heard of this movie yeah. as long as the experience is good. Yeah. You know, as long as it's not this is obscure for obscureness sake. Yeah. Um, but this is actually like this is something amazing that you've probably never seen mm-hmm. or maybe is is really underappreciated, you know, to kind of go on our theme for the episode, right? It's just like yeah. You know, um. So I yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward. And that's that. kind of like that's kind of like what I was thinking. It was like you know like like all the movies here are movies that like in that marathon are movies like when I was a kid I'd be like you know there's this video store like I live I was lucky I lived like next to two mom and pop video stores. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the first one was this one called Omega Video. Uh-huh. And, uh, I always thought it was like, oh, that's such a cool name. Um, but they always had like really cool posters for like stuff that like even now I realize was really obscure. Yeah. For like even the eighties. I'm like, oh wow. Like you used to have like this giant standee for house that was there for like years. Nice. And I was like, man, that's so weird. Why do they promote this movie like so much? 
because yeah. they realized how cool it was. Yeah. And I'm sure and the people that owned it were like, yeah, it's movie it, rules. I know. And it's so weird. Like, literally, every time I go back home, it's like I drive by that place. And now it's like one of those, like, Mexican discotecas. Yeah. You know, like, they gutted it out. And it just, sure, it does more business than it ever does. Oh, has. yeah. But it's like, I, you know, I always think, like, man, I wish I could just, like, go in there, like, one more time. Yeah. But like, totally. I still have the mental picture. Like, I know the layout and everything. Yeah. You know? But, like, every one of the movies that that is playing tomorrow had a giant, like, poster standee at that video store. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Nice, dude. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. It's Excited. good stuff. I mean, it's hard now to pick those those kind of movies with, um, you know, what it's going to be and stuff. I mean, you know, it's funny you brought up, like, the whole Netflix thing or, you know, I can go see this anywhere or just, you know. And it's mm. like, I think people, number one, forget the experience, but they also... And the importance of that, but I also think that they don't realize that, especially those who do not ascribe to physical media or keep expecting that it's like circa 2001 Napster, 2008 Mediafire, that like it isn't going to ever be that way again. Like even with all the fire sticks and all that, it's like you're never going to get that, you know, unless you have physical media. Like, movies are going to go away. You're not yeah. going to see it again, and you're going to want to. Well, it's just weird, like, how different things are today even from, like, 10 years ago. I remember 10 years ago, like, if you wanted to see uh, Battle Royal, like, it was really hard. Like, because, oh, man, you had to, like, know somebody who had it or, like, maybe somebody chopped up into 10 pieces and put it up on YouTube. And you had to, like, watch it in, like, 10-minute chunks because it yeah. was so hard to find. True. And now, literally... Any movie you're wondering about that came out in like the last hundred years, you can find on a streaming service within minutes. If you want yeah. to pay for it, I'm finding it difficult because, um, you know, I don't know. Are, are, are you finished? Are we going to transition to like the main topic? Yeah, yeah this here? is oh, what it's going into. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, there was one other one I wanted to talk yeah. about, but we can do it another time if you want to keep it short and sweet. That's up to you. I was just because we're no. kind of in the topic. No, but, it's yeah. fine. It's um, fine. But I was going to say because, you know, so what I've been doing is. I, I kind of like starve myself, like try to watch as little horror films as possible over the last few months because like I like to kind of like binge in October yeah. and watch, you know, and actually a lot of people are doing it. There's like, you know, the a lot of actually different hashtags for it, but like 31 days of Halloween or yeah. 31 days of horror. Um, where some You're just one of the actual people who's doing it. Yeah. Most people are like, <laughs> oh, I watch. You never, you didn't fucking watch it. Right, just right, right, right. Lying. Um, and, and, and so, you know, like I've seen people is, like doing one movie a day yeah. and they're doing their whole calendar. I'm doing more than one movie a day because ultimately I'm going to watch more than one movie yeah. a day in a lot of cases um and so one thing i've found is i'm trying to find things on um on streaming services mm-hmm. and so i'm kind of limited to that and there's like a lot of things that i'm not finding and that's that's one thing that i find kind of a frustration for is that like yeah there's some things but i'm finding there to be a, a more limited um scope than i would like there to be honestly yeah um you know and uh you know, but luckily, Shutter, like you brought up, Shutter, because Shutter has been such a font of great things for yeah. me. Um, so I'm so glad I have that one. Um, but yeah, like that's just in terms of catch up and to kind of talk about. It. So I mean, I I have like watched a lot of movies I've never seen, and some of them I've just been like wowed by. Um, so we just they kind of talk about like you wanted for the main. Mm-hmm. So you go into that. What's so ba- our main basically, deal? The, the main gist of today is like there's like I, you know like Josh just mentioned there's this whole thing like people are like oh 31 days of Halloween right or, 
know, people are making their own, like, Halloween parties and, like, what's our movie playlist, you know? And I, I feel like, you know, kind of touching on what me and Kirby w- went through yesterday, like, people are like, oh, my God, you guys, we're playing, like, the dopest movie you've never heard of, A Nightmare on Elm Street, you know? <laughs> and, dude, I have these conversations, like, all the time with younger people, you know? Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stereotype, but, like, if it's not readily available on Netflix, most people haven't seen it. That's yeah. just the absolute truth nowadays. And I think there's, you know, I mean, sure, I think it's important to, like, see, like, a good array of classic horror because you'll appreciate modern horror a lot better when, Absolutely. You, when you understand the influences, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, and it goes back to the things where, like, you know, I have conversations with people who are like, oh, I'm a, you know, I... I review stuff for a website and it's like oh like what did you think isn't this a lot like rosemary's baby and i'm like oh i've never seen that movie you know uh, yeah and i guess i'm not gonna you know maybe maybe it's just they didn't know about it or they didn't know a way to find it but at the same time if you're gonna review music you kind of have to know a little bit about the essentials before you jump into the well you would think so yeah well i think it's hard with music or film or books or art or whatever i mean you know it used to be uh, I grew up in, you know, the hardcore scene, punk rock, death metal, that kind of stuff. And, I mean, it used to be, you know, you couldn't hear a record unless you either owned it or someone copied it for yeah. you. I mean, anybody can talk about, like, their mixtapes. It doesn't have to be that kind of music. But, I mean, when you're talking truly underground music, well, there's no support from pretty much any major labels or anything. I mean, you know, there were small, small spurts of that throughout the 80s and 90s and into the aughts. But it was just one of those things where, I mean, until the Internet came along... It really was difficult. I mean, it was tape trading. It was, you know, pen pals and stuff and things like that. And even I um, did only a bit of that when in the 90s and stuff. But I can say this with film, too, is, is that, you know, it's hard to catch up on a lot of stuff. I mean, you have yeah. to have access to it. So, I mean, I think we, uh, being that we're all basically the same age here, that, you know, we it's without turning to dad cast, even though we're all, okay. we all childless. Yeah. But it is one of those things where, I mean, I... I it's not just, it's more than just not being judgmental. It's like, there's also, just as I kind of always talk about, I guess the way I was building towards this is that I feel like the people who are like completely buried in nostalgia, like, which I find to be a disease, I also find a similar affliction in people who are like, I should have been born in the 70s or something. I should have been a, a teenager. Yeah. And it's like, I'm like, I don't want to, this shit is like, okay, I get it. You think you, I was born in the wrong decade. And it's like, I, I don't, you know, I get it. Like you, it's a you, generational you, thing. Yeah. I remember some people in, I knew in the nineties were like, "I should have been born in the 70s. Yeah, I should. I should have been a teenager. I should have been following Led Zeppelin or The Dead or whatever. And if, I mean, like, if that's the music or whatever the style you gravitate, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's that attitude that I have a real resentment towards because it, when it becomes like, there's there's more than a few that I just don't like. But a big part of it is just say that it's like this is what I'm into, and like that's mm-hmm. cool. Like. Hey, I'm into a lot of that as well. But it's when you try, like, tunnel vision it. Well, yeah. I mean, like I I was saying before, it's like, you know, we like, you know, when I look at something like Slashback or whatever, I'm like, I don't, like, I see the appeal of it to younger people, you know? But it's, like, weird for me to, like, like, you're commodifying something that I don't think is extinct, you know? 
True. That's, I mean, that's a very good point, but I think for a lot of people, it is extinct. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, we have like one, one video store here in the Phoenix area, like right. I. I'll be yeah, but, but, but is it a, is like it a House superstar? Used. But is it is a, the House of You still there? Yeah. Okay, yeah. and that's an actual video store you can rent yes. movies. You can rent. Cool. But again, it is it's Blu-ray and DVD and stuff. You know, it is not VHS. Yeah, okay. VHS too. No, but I mean, it's but I know house. What you're yeah, it, it's very limited. Right. Well, and the House of You, it's it's just generally for sale and stuff. Sure. I mean, people want the video store experience. Yeah, I agree with you. We've talked about Slashback and stuff. I go because you know it's fun. Yeah. It's it's and I, I agree on the commodity. You know, the commodity nature of it. I, I think a huge part of this, too, though, is I also... I feel like, I've, I will say, I feel that, like, I was probably too harsh on it last year because Mystic Museum does charge for all of its art Yeah, it things. does. So, like, you know, I... Yeah, and it does a little too harsh. It takes it. money and time and effort, and, I mean, I, I don't... Again, whenever it becomes putting a price tag on art, I, you know, there's a lot of different factors that are involved. My big thing, and Josh kind of touched on, you know, like, with... Uh, James Rolfe and, and, uh, you know, his own desires to do kind of like his own video store, or his own, you know, thing. There's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Like, it, you know, if for a lot of people, it's really cool. I, my only thing on that is just kind of, as I mentioned on that one, that it's kind of like, you know, I experienced it. I was there. Yeah. So I personally don't need that. Like, if I had more room, maybe I would do like a few more kinds of, but I would yeah. do that with lots of things. I would make yeah. more of like theme rooms and stuff just because I think that's fun. But I think that there's just this desire. And, and this is where I mean, for me on that, I'll kind of put as my last point on it mm-hmm. is there's also just a lot of hipster fucking trash that I hate. And it's just kind of like, it's like going into Zia now. We talked about this last time where it's like, laser discs are 10 bucks and two years ago they were 50 cents and it's like i get it because you want to put up your hipster art and your hipster life and i'm using that word because that is really what this is about this has nothing to do with um i I, because i do that and i appreciate it yeah it's a universal thing but i think the people who are doing it are doing it because it's like you know almost like a paint by numbers thing like i've got to have this this and this and then i can do it that's, I mean, that's like I think part of the outgrowth of like Instagram culture now too. It, it's like, yeah, true. Yeah, it's like oh, I see this, I need to copy that. You know, I mean, that's something we could talk about another time. Oh no, so no, I no, I like... didn't, I didn't mean to just. Oh, I no, just, no. it's kind of like the outgrowth though of like uh, wanting to talk about how kind of like you know you're talking about presenting and curating. How do you yeah. create that experience? And people are like, I, I don't need that. I don't need the communal experience. I need the. Uh, whatever like you said almost like an instagram like i just need the gratification part well yeah i mean and i guess like i'm just struggling to kind of tie it back to the main topic well i wasn't trying to diverge it so much it really is that though i feel it's all encompassing of it is is that how do you create something where you want or, or like how do you do stuff like telling people about like hidden gems or you know things i enjoy without making it into like uh i think yeah no no i get what you're saying now i think part of it is just like trying to like make it as accessible as possible and that's kind of like like my take on like what we're going to talk about is like you know some movies that like you might not be aware of that Mm -hmm. you should check out like and where possible, I'm mean, like this is where you can check it out if you're not aware. Yeah, of it. I'm gonna make my list of movies um, ones that are accessible through streaming sp- simply because 
that has been very helpful for me yeah. to have been able to have things that were yeah. easily accessible through things like that. Yeah, because I think if we're, if we're getting into this thing, we're like, you should check out this movie. Unfortunately, it's only available on VHS. I have a copy, but... Right. That's where I'm trying yeah. to get to. Is this the point is, is, is that like, it's, you know, I have these things and you don't have them. And that's the, it's yeah. the whole thing. Like everything is signed, numbered and, you know, I have it, you don't. And this is the only way. And it's, it's, it's very funny because I always find these kids to be very like socialist, communist kind of in their discussion. And then it's like, dude, you spent like fucking your $200,000 trust fund on VHS. Oh, no. I've seen so, like, like, I it, guess like rewind just... this or no, or adjust your tracking. And both of those are very much like, oh, like I, I think. I don't want to diverge from this too much. <laughs> but it's so much fun. The thing where like, they start talking about Black Devil Doll from Hell, and then they're like literally a good 20 minutes of that is them talking about this eBay auction that went up to $1,000. And I'm like, that doesn't really tell you much about like the quality of that movie. Right. Or you're like, okay, these people who had too much time on their hands spent too much money on a movie. And that's not to dis lewis because i know lewis he's a good guy and you can get that movie on dvd anywhere now right. it's a good i mean it's fun <laughs> it's just it's one of those things but the whole oh, i love us guys we're like we're gonna give you a list of under it but we are going to examine the very core of the nature of what does it mean to be an underseen gem yeah i love but it this is, That's great. This is in... what you come for this is what you come for audience you know it you know we're gonna devolve into <laughs> shit talk, I love it. so it's you great. might as well just let I it love happen. us i love us yeah um, but no let's recommend some movies all right, so I'll start because, I, like I said, I, if you guys, like I said, part of this is me being shameless and trying to get people to come to the marathon tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you go to that, you're going to see a bunch of uh, movies that are, you know, yes, they are accessible, but you know, this is an inter- this is a unique lineup of them that kind of flows. But here's something that I think that you can watch tonight that is one of my favorite movies that is almost impossible to find on physical media. If you happen to have Amazon Prime, which most people do, Uh you can go on, log on right now, and watch the 1975 version of The Stepford Wives. Nice. Good pick. Yeah, Yeah. which is... I'll tell you why this movie is almost impossible to find. It is owned by a pharmaceutical company called Bristol Myers Squibb. Which makes like stuff like Benadryl and all this stuff. Right. In the seventies, they owned a distribution company and they made a lot of interesting movies in the seventies. Then they decided they didn't want to be in that business. Um, and then it, around the end of the twentieth century, around two thousand one, uh, Anchor Bay hit them up like, "Hey, can we do a DVD of one of your movies?" Like, "Oh yeah, by the way, we also own this movie, this movie, and The Stepford Wives." Like, okay, we'll put that out on VHS and on uh, DVD. And they came out, and that is the only way to this day that you can see those movies. Because they put them out on DVD and VHS in 2001, and Uh it never came out on Blu-ray. Wow. The version you will see on Amazon Prime is straight up either a DVD or VHS cut of that movie. Mm -hmm. There's quite a bit on Amazon Prime. Yeah, and I will say, like... When they sold the rights to that movie to Paramount, they made that terrible Nicole Kidman version. If you go to any Walmart, you will. That is one of those movies perpetually in print. Bristol Myers makes a nice little living off of the Stepford Wives. 
But the original movie that's Catherine Ross, you might know her from Donnie Darko. She's uh, his psychiatrist. Um, and she's in a, she's also in The Graduate. She's a Dustin Hoff. She's the girl that Dustin Hoffman r- runs yeah. off with at the end in the bus. Totally. Awesome actress. And this is like one of her best parts. It's also really timely. And a lot of it is like very much about like the nature of like men's and women's roles in a changing world, feminism. And it's really good. I watched it the other day. I'm like, you know, it does have some pacing issues, but it's like an interesting movie. I think I, I would love to see with a crowd now just to this for like this the post film discussion and that one is ira levin right yes okay yeah exactly so you were also talking about rosemary's baby earlier yes. you know so yeah very much i would say yeah if you you know for if you have not seen the stepford wives i think a lot of people are a little bit more familiar with rosemary's baby than the stepford wives yeah. but like if you like rosemary's baby you know definitely it's not i don't think it's on the same level of that movie yeah. that's a damn classic but also if you like get out yeah, um, you know, definitely. Look oh, at yeah. And Stepford Wives still has. And the thing is, yeah, because it's owned by this company, um, Bristol Myers Squibb, they're not interested in having it. <laughs> this episode oh, yeah. brought to you by Bristol Myers Squibb. <laughs> I will say it's like, taking your hey, giant multi-billion dollar pharmaceutical <laughs> company. Uh, how about I license your movie to for screening? Yeah, we don't really do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, can I license this movie out to put out on Blu-ray? Yeah, we don't really do that. You know, literally, I just lost $5 million because I'm talking to you right now. You yeah. Know, I'm not interested. But apparently somebody at Amazon was like, <laughs> you know, hey, and literally you should find this movie on Amazon just to look at like the slipshod cover that they made just for It's literally the letter S. And W, and then it's a Stepford Wives in uh-huh. the Suspiria font. Wow. Um, it's not, there's no artwork, That's anything. Yeah. S and W, Stepford Wives. Nice. Yeah. Nice. But it's an awesome movie. Lots of, you know, very much well worth watching and readily available. You, I will tell you, you will not find a copy of this movie for like less than 50 bucks uh-huh. on DVD and not in less than 20 on VHS. But hey, watch it for free on Amazon Prime. Noise. You have uh, any recommendations there, Kirby? Uh, I'll let you go. I'll let you go, man. Okay, cool. So, um, I have a few things that I don't know how obscure they are, but I one of them is like almost comedically like non obscure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've just never I never saw this movie, so yeah. I would say my first one is um, Black Sabbath. Um, great, great which anthology. Obviously, you know the band. Everybody mm-hmm. knows the band. But, like, I think I maybe knew that there was also, a, you know, a, a, a movie named that. But this is directed by Mario Bava, which is a name I've heard before. But I can't say I've seen any Mario Bava films. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I've definitely, I'm very educated when it comes to, you know, the classic classics, the universal stuff like that. But, you know, I've been up front, like, I haven't seen a lot of Hammer films. I hadn't watched a lot of Giallo films up until recently. Is this Black Sunday you're talking about? No, um, no, no Black, Black Sabbath. Sabbath. Oh, okay. Black Sunday is the Barbara Steel. Which is yeah. also Mario Baba. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, so I can understand how it would be confusing. But, yeah, no, so Black Sabbath, um, as as you said, Kirby is an anthology film. Oh, okay. Um, which, I mean, I guess it makes sense, but I'm, I'm trying to think of, and I'm wondering if you guys know... Uh, are there many earlier anthology films, or was oh, this yeah. one of the first? Uh, the first major horror anthology would probably be considered Dead and Night. Okay. And I believe that was 38 or oh, 40. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So that was the first one, which actually has an incredible uh, ventriloquist story, probably the first in major nice. uh, 
major film horror film history but yeah no i really uh I, I love Black Sabbath. I think the uh, drop of water is one of the scariest uh, segments in that any is, anthology. Uh, so so I uh, so I'll tell you, Black Sabbath. I watched it by myself. I watched the first two segments, um, and uh, and I the first one I thought is is, the is strong. Is is you know the the telephone. Yeah, the telephone's um, great. The yeah. wordalek is the, the, the wordalek is just like blew my mind when I watched it because so this has got Boris Karloff and it's essentially a vampire story, but it's like the wordulak, which is like a kind of a version of a vampire that likes to feed on those it loves. Um, oh, and yeah. um and so that one is I mean it's got Karloff playing like this this you know Gorka his role is like I can't believe this guy is not as you know obviously I know it's not going to be as iconic as something like a Frankenstein but like I have never seen this guy like how come I don't see figures of this character um and he's just so incredible in that role and it just reminds you how he was a master of everything about the way that he moved and his facial expressions um but Karloff also had one of it's not prevalent here because of the soundtrack issues with right. black sabbath but um karloff had one of the most amazing voices oh i know in yeah. cinema Absolutely. that unfortunately was really never it was only used in a few films yeah yeah i did actually just i watched his mummy yeah well, i was just gonna say do, the mummy yeah you hear a lot of his voice, voice in that thank yeah. goodness um and yeah it's such a great voice but one thing that struck me, and this is one thing that I think I search for, and I have a hard time finding this really in a ton of films, is that Halloween feeling. You know, like, yeah, you can watch a movie and it's a horror movie, but like there's certain movies that just have that feeling. They're dripping with that Halloween vibe, you know? Yeah. Um, and this is something I absolutely feel about Black Sabbath is like it, it's just it's got this eerie atmosphere and the music and the colors it's just so perfect but then i loved it so much the next day alex is over and i was like we you have to watch this movie and I, and we'll watch the third segment together holy shit dude kirby you're not lying that last that 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 drop of water was so freaky man yeah it's it's very unsettling especially for when you think of the effects that were made in the early 60s it's yeah. such a simple simple uh makeup or a, a prosthetic it's a, a it's it's a dummy of course yeah so, but man is but it, it doesn't matter like yeah, that thing is, is it's horrifying unnerving. um and um yeah like definitely creeped to me out more than anything i've seen in a little bit so that's black sabbath that is streaming on shutter um so that is accessible if you have shutter nice which i don't think i'll ever go another october in my life again without having shutter right yeah kirby um, you know, I had to kind of go ahead and look again. Um, I have such a backlog of physical stuff I'm trying to get through that it's really, really difficult. Um, so I was kind of looking through a few that, um, I had to actually look it up to remember what's on Netflix and what's on like Prime and stuff. Right. Um, it's just funny thinking of uh, Doug Jones. He has a very small part in it, but one of my favorite films of the last decade is a it was on Netflix it may be removed but it probably easily found on other streaming services is Absentia okay. which is one of my favorite films of the last decade um Mike Flanagan yeah it's first movie. Movie. oh is it Mike Flanagan yeah, yeah. oh cool it's um basically just the story of a very low budget very independent but it is absolutely incredible a uh, woman um her husband has gone missing for years um, and she's basically about to rule his death in absentia, 
um, declare him dead and he shows up and where he's been and what's happened to him as it slowly unfolds. I mean, it's a very slow burn, very psychological, slightly Lovecraftian, but absolutely amazing. So that's just one here um, that I can think off the top of my head that I, I wish, um, you know, more people have seen there. I, I will say one thing I do enjoy about film fest. I don't go to nearly as many as I used to, but one thing I really do miss is seeing a lot of the um, great independent features and shorts and things. I found so many amazing films, um, some of which I have never, uh, you know, it's been difficult to track them down physically or even streaming because they, you know, it was only like for a film fest and they never, it never went anywhere. I mean, I could do a whole list of probably those, but I'm thinking of ones like somebody who's looking for something very slow, um, you know, very creepy, but, you know, completely unconventional. It, and if you are a big Doug Jones fan, he's really only in the film for a couple minutes. Um, and uh, I don't know if we're going to round table around, but I want to throw this in just because I'm just feeling very much love for Doug Jones. My favorite Doug Jones performance of all time in any film is actually one of the only ones he's ever done without any major makeup or prosthetics. Mm -hmm. And that is the uh, series Fear Itself, which was an anthology series. They only ever did one season. Um, It basically was uh, an actual network replacement for um, Masters of Horror when Showtime Mm -hmm. decided to axe that after two seasons. But he did an episode where he is a star, and it's called Skin and Bones, and it's a Wendigo story. And he is absolutely fucking terrifying i i honestly am so unnerved i i have a difficult time watching that episode especially knowing doug and like how kind he is like his persona it's just it's a complete 180 and um it's just a great story and because of his frame and the way he makes it work with the minimal effects and uh, makeup um i mean it really is him doing it i just I have to put that one out there. If you can track it down. Also, of course, these are a lot of these things. You know, if you can't find it, I mean, definitely try YouTube. I mean, most of the stuff, there's things I was looking for for years and couldn't find. I did look. Unfortunately, Absentia is no longer on Netflix. I'm Um, sorry. It might be on some other things, though. Um, it's also it's one of those shutter. it's yeah. also one of those ones that i, I mean when it's funny that victor i brought but always is in like a walmart pack like you'll yeah, be able to find right? it in like a walmart eight pack just about half the time i mean it, it kind of unfortunately was resigned to that fate because i think it would be one of those movies that people would be looking at much more if it had gotten a major theatrical exhibition even something like minor, like a Babadook or Eyes of My Mother God or something like that, right. I think it have a lot more respect. Both of those films I recommend as well. So yeah, yeah. No, not, Eyes of not My Mother on Shutter sure either, is unfortunately. On. Yeah, Eyes Shutter. of My Mother is on. Um, the Witch is on. Um, I know Green Room has been. I mean, Witch and Green Room are probably my two favorite films from 2016. Yeah. Um, uh, it follows. We've talked about numerous times. It's always on different streaming ones. You know, it's it's easy also too because I I do recognize with people that they want. Um, you know, I it sucks to have people who are so um uh, rigid. Like, oh, I don't want to watch anything that's black and white, or I don't want to watch anything that's um you know, past a certain era, you know, mm. I, I, I now know people who literally like in the young generation who will not watch eighties movies. It's too like old for them or whatever. And it's just, yeah, it I see a lot on, on shutter. Actually, I see a lot of um, comments in the reviews where it's like, 
just because it's in the 80s, it's cheesy 80s, you know, yeah. which not everything in the 80s is cheesy, but it's not cheesy just because it's in the 80s, but I think a certain generation sees it that way. Um, and partially because of like the lampooning versions of the 80s for such well, a long time. And yeah. I think that's where I went off and I- I'm going to anyways, no matter what, but like the whole hipster thing right. to me is a lot of the ironic nature. As we talked about in our discussion of Mandy, I have a lot of issues with people who are like, dude, so ironic. Like, you know, I love this movie. You know, it's like yeah. Cheddar Goblin is my spirit animal. And I'm like, I <laughs> fucking want you dead. But Cheddar Goblin is my spirit animal. I, 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 there's priority a shirt. Put that on my grave. Yeah. By the way, my new favorite Instagram account is Facebook shirts. Uh, all those ones when oh, you scroll no. through yeah, the feed. It's so good. Ones. Yeah, it's 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 gold. Um, Never mess with a father who was born, born in, in September. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and um, loves Dragon Ball Z, Z and monster trucks. <laughs> oh, boy. It's like a. <laughs> I swear I've seen one of those in real life, which makes me well. That no, the that's a part of the section of the site is literally just like what, sightings in the wild. Like, right. did anyone actually ever buy one of these? Yeah, oh, but yeah. Um, they're also, of course, is amazing. Um, but of course, I have to uh, tear them down anytime there's one that's uh, stealing somebody's art. Oh yeah, I, always yeah, love, yeah, I yeah. love the ones that literally took a design from like Fright Rags and just threw it on a hoodie, and they're like, yep. all right. Yep. And of course, it's always like the subway <laughs> hoodie, so yeah. they stretched all the art out. Like, Ugh, yeah, so bad. Gold. But you um, have an, another recommendation there? Yeah, Victor, Victor what do you got? Um, you know, it's like funny because this movie came out a couple of years ago, but I really feel like it went under a lot of people's radar. But it's just so good. Um, the Autopsy of Jane Doe. Great movie. I still haven't seen that. It's on Shutter. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm adding it to my list right this second because yeah. that's getting in. It's going to go in there. I've heard it's really good. Yeah, and again, it's like it's a good movie because um, it's not like really a ghost story. It's like a cursed object story, and you could the the coolest thing is it has really strong performances from uh, Brian Cox and um, oh, I can't remember his name right now. Um, oh yeah, yeah, he's uh, in uh, Lords of Dogtown. He's a uh, He's the main guy in um, Into the Wild. Okay. I mean, is it Emil? Yeah, Emil Hirsch. Yeah, that's, it. that's it. Yeah, it took me a second. Yeah, Emil Hirsch, which, like, I hate that movie, but, I mean, I hate Into the Wild, you know? <laughs> but he did Let a good the job hate in it. flow <laughs> it's like, in his shit talk we, we cast. Find, we find all of a sudden, oh, God, can't stand it. It's a wild. Who'd that guy think he was just going out into the woods, living <laughs> in a bus? What a jerk. Which, by the way, one of the best articles I've read, sad but absolutely amazing, is how many people have since been rescued or died, died. At doing yeah. the same thing in the Not exact even because same they book. read like the book, but no, because, because they saw the, the movie. movie. Yeah. Because oh, of the movie, God. yeah. It's like yeah, because a whole search and rescue Don't you get him, man? He was free. There's, yeah. yeah, there's like a whole industry built up on taking tours out there and like you know like basically it, it, during certain times of year the floods and people can get stuck up there and starve to death. yeah holy cow and they spend like x amount of millions of dollars just doing like helicopter yeah search and right yeah. yeah so it's like um great. unfortunately i mean since we're, we're we're being our um our you know assistant i did not find um the autopsy of jane doe on shutter anymore unfortunately really? however i did find a different movie called um uh five dolls for an august moon that's directed by mario baba which i have no idea why it came up when i searched for the autopsy Weird. of jane toe um 
But it's another Mario Bava movie that I added to my that list. It has to be a Jalo with a title like that. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it's 1969, so yeah, you know. Yeah. Definitely later than, than his other stuff. Oh, um, I think it's on Hulu right now. It's part of Hulu. Oh, awesome. Well, I yeah. also have Hulu, so thank yeah. you. Thank you for that, because I'm going to definitely add that to the list for sure. Yeah. So, oh, I will say this too. Um, right now, Hulu is doing this thing called Huluween. Right. Which is really funny. They're like the only major streamer who's doing like uh, like their own like Halloween area, which is super bizarre to me. But it's actually really well curated. Are they adding more stuff? They're because... adding more stuff to okay. it. One of the things they added, I guess, is uh, Bloomhouse is doing this thing with them right now. Um, it's called, um, I forget what the actual title is, but basically every month they're going to have a new original movie based on a holiday that happens that month. Huh. So they have one this month. Uh, it's called Hold the Dark. And it's a. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just watched that Speaking one. Speaking of Green Room. Oh, I thought you hadn't seen anything. <laughs> oh, well, no, I have seen lots of. Well, actually, the other one I wanted to talk about was uh, Tales from the Hood 2, oh. which mm-hmm. just dropped on Netflix. But. Um, well, right. you could well, work those into the discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, th- those are both going to be a little too long. But, yeah, uh, yeah. If yeah, you well, want to talk about let's Hold Let's talk the... about Hold the Dark next time. Yeah, sure. I, and that'll still be in October, and I, yeah. and I actually do yeah, want to talk about that. We can do that. that but, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just I just like how we've have we all have our phones out and like laptops up yeah. trying to verify so we're not misleading people. I think it's good that we're yeah. providing a service, yeah. guys. Well, we're I will say too. Service. I mean, I, I mean, it's just because I'm a big physical media person, but I mean, I'm also one of the things I was thinking about is titles that have finally gotten like a reissue right. where the original yeah. Blu-ray yeah, or DVD buy it, was buy it, damn it. No, where the one was originally it was so expensive because it was like out of print. Um, or difficult to find. You know, I really so it's a wish plus. more places would do that. I feel like Shout Factory does that. I wish Terror Time would do that. Like, oh yeah, yeah, stuff that's like prohibitively expensive. Right. Yeah. I mean, they there's a few things out there. I mean, a few tiles have finally started to kind of come around. Um, you know, even the what do you call it, the Warner Brother Archive and mm-hmm. stuff, finally being able to get. I mean, those are you know just on demand, but at least you're getting something that's you know really hard to find. I mean. I, I that's the argument and stuff. It's kind of like you were saying, like you would not expect a major pharmaceutical company <laughs> to be the uh, rights holder for uh, for like a you know a lost kind of horror, not a lost horror, but most popular. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and, it's it, like the way that Univision owns Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's one of that's those things. Weird. People are, um, you know, you never know. It's funny. We're one, of course. I always recommend, um, especially for people who maybe want something a little newer. Is I always recommend Event Horizon. Yeah, and mm. you know we'll That's never hard to find. Nowadays. Yeah, and we'll never see the complete version because they it was in a salt mine in Transylvania. The like the lost scenes, and it's like such a bummer to never get to see his vision of it. But I still enjoy that film immensely, and yeah, I find it it's a great very one. um you know on it's a haunted house movie. Yeah, it's a yeah. haunted yeah. it's Hellraiser in space without being Hellraiser Bloodline. Um, but I, I just feel like when I, but people, you know, they maybe, they came up in that generation of the late nineties. Maybe they were about like 10, 10 or old, younger, five or six. Some people have a nostalgia for it's people have a nostalgia, obviously hugely for like, um, video games of that period. Mm-hmm. So they, they still like them even if they're, you know, not exactly aesthetically pleasing. I mean, I've even met people when we had our spawn cast. I don't think I mentioned it, but you know, you think it's it's weird to think now, but if you were ten years old or eight years old when Spawn came out, 
You know, yeah. people have a nostalgia for it. It's like, oh, I sure. had, I went and saw it. I had yeah. the toys, and it's like, you never really think about it because I was like a my teens, the, the almost right. in toys college. Are genuinely yeah. awesome. They are awesome, but I feel like um, where I was going with that too was I, I just feel like um, another one I like to talk about a lot, of course, because I love to talk about Lovecraftian films. Mm-hmm is Vestron in their series just about uh, Dagon and Beyond Reanimator. Beyond oh, Dagon Rean- is really Beyond good. Reanimator is iffy, but Dagon is amazing. And I, um, The Shower Innsmouth is my favorite Lovecraft uh, novella or story of all time. And so I always, always recommend that one Like to people who want some really, you know, it, it, people who are just looking for something very different. Mm-hmm. I Lovecraft is always easy to oh, recommend in that yeah. respect. Like same thing with From Beyond. A lot of people have seen Reanimator, but they've never seen Correct. From Beyond. Yep. That's another one I like to be able to do is they, you know, get a springboard. It's like, what did you like? Like their first movie? Then you might like this. Because mm-hmm. there's a couple ways of doing that. You could do like stuff that is, if you like stuff that is foundational, like mm-hmm. this is something you need to see. So you'll get stuff later or stuff that like, if you've seen this, you will like this movie, you know? And I feel like there's something to be said for a human being doing that service versus a An algorithm. algorithm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, that's why you need people to like curate things. You Are know? you done watching? Would you like to watch? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but I will say, like, as part of the Huluween thing, they have this area that's, like, short movies. Mm-hmm. And they have one on there. Uh, it's called The Hug. And uh, it's like a five-minute short movie, and they've gotten a lot of shit because on the parent, you know, the second you watch it, you could totally tell they ripped off Billy Bob from uh, Showbiz Pizza. Oh, like, oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've I seen, saw this I, at I saw uh, the... Beyond Fest. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I will say it's super funny. Like, it's 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 a really good short film. It's like an easy. It's an easy setup. And it's done well. They use an actual Billy Bob to do it. Is it it like Five Nights at Freddy's, the short film? No, but people who might like that, that's another one. If you like Five Nights at Freddy's. Pretty much. It's kind of like this kid's having a birthday party and like. It's kind of spoiled. Right, well, it's five minutes. Don't tell me. I want to watch yeah, it. I'm going to watch it. No, no, no. It's yeah. It's it's one ones you don't really need to bring up. But there are a lot of these films that have been at because they showed a mm-hmm. couple of them at Beyond Fest. Nice. before the movie was. Oh, screening. you saw it at Beyond Fest? Yeah, not that one, but they showed the trailer for it. And then they Got did it. the um, they did the one for the is like the Gully Wag or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah they the had, other one. Yeah, had that one as well. They showed that in its entirety. Because she was there, the uh, director was. Oh, okay. That's As cool. I recall, something like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, those are cool. I like, too, that a lot of um, people's, like, I recently watched an anthology called The Witching Season, mm-hmm. um, which was on Prime, which is kind of cool just to be able to see, like, a new independent short film. I mean, it wasn't the greatest, but a couple of stories I really liked. Yeah. So. You know, I'm awesome. I'm a huge anthology dude. Me that's too. That's another dude. thing I, I really like. like. I like them. to put out sampler platters for people. Mm-hmm. So you know, they'll like talk about some. I'll be like, you know, another one like Creep Show. A lot of people see, mm-hmm. but I love Creep Show too. Mm-hmm. And so I said, totally. if you want a shorter, more condensed film, it's not as good as the original, but it, it really has a charm. I mean, specifically the raft the rap is yeah. just so amazing. good yeah um and yeah i got it and i just watched uh tales from the dark side the movie oh even uh, better you know, which is like creep the, show three essentially um, you know so yeah that's an, and that one's on hbo go um this is a quick recommendation i have one that i i saw for the first time i absolutely loved um which was daughters of darkness 
Oh, yes. Um, yes. You familiar with that? I am. Um, so this one's also on Shudder. Um, this was actually part of uh, the the last drive-in marathon. Okay. Um, and it was one of the ones that was like, you know, in the middle of the night or something. So, you know, I think this one might have kind of flown under, under the radar a little bit. But um, this one is really interesting. It's a, it's a Flemish film, you know, which is basically like an area of Belgium. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's a movie that feels a lot like it would actually kind of have a place in more modern kind of independent movies along the lines of things like the Babadook, um, where it's, it's like this movie that's like, it's kind of like a really independent movie. It's not a typical, uh, monster movie and it's a movie that's about vampires, but like, you never see the teeth come out. Um, it's never like explicitly vampire. It's just you know it's about vampires, and it's obviously about vampires. But this movie is um, I I really really fell in love with it. It's um very very stylish. Um, it's got a very languid pace to it, but it reminds me a lot of like David Lynch. Um, it reminds me a lot of. I don't know, like it, like even actually at times, um, uh, Nicholas winning Refn, mm-hmm. um, where it's just like a very methodically paced, lush looking, gorgeous and eerie film, um, that I think, you know, it, it's part of the, uh, lesbian vampire, you know, like yeah. wave of films. Um, but I, I just, yeah, I thought it was super, super good. Uh, there's this, uh, Delphine Seyrig, who is this French actress, and then uh, also Andrea Rao, um, is in this movie as well. Um, and, uh, you know, she's, you know, been in a lot of things. I think, you know, Adam's a big fan of hers. Uh, but yeah, Daughters of Darkness, really loved it. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't, I think the only version is the last drive-in version, so you have to have, you know, Joe Bob kind of hopping in, but, um, if you can check out that movie, it is again very languidly paced, paced, but I loved it just as a kind of a good movie. You kind of slot in there as a Halloween movie. Um, yeah. it's got those, the, just the atmosphere. It's beautiful to look at. It's really kind of just got an eerie feeling, but it is very slow. So just remember that if you are somebody that can't handle slow movies, like that's, it's not really for you. Hmm. Yeah, I really like that one. That's good. Which is the case with a lot of Hammer and uh, the gothic European or the mm-hmm. 60s and 70s. Some of them I like, some of them I don't. But the one thing I feel with a lot of those is it's very much like Italian horror. They're they're so atmospheric and they're just beautiful like eye candy. Even right. when the story isn't as strong. But um, I wanted to actually enjoyable. ask you guys a question because I, I think this is actually, you guys might know the answer to this. So I've been thinking about, like, how do you get your hands on some of these, like, um, Halloween, like, uh, specials that they used to do? Do you remember, like, the Garfield Halloween special? Which I just watched recently. Do you know, like, there's, like, a way to get a hold of, like, do you, is there even a way you can buy those? I know there's those? the Garfield one. There's a, ho- a holiday, like, yeah, collection. Okay. That, yeah, Ruby has, and that's how we watch it every awesome. year. It has, like, the Christmas and the Halloween ones. Yeah. Cool. Job- Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown's independent, and it's also in the collection. Okay. Um, Some of, like, the lesser-known ones sometimes are hard to find. The one thing I didn't know till really recently, one of my favorites was when I was growing up was Disney Sunday Movies. Right. So I was actually going to – I don't know if this is the one I'm thinking about because I remember there was one I watched so much as a kid. It was, like, 
maybe an hour long, but it was a bunch of like different Disney. It had Night on Bald Mountain on it. It had the Legend of Sleepy Hollow. It had like everything that was Disney that was like Halloween like. There was like an old short with like a bunch of ghosts and I think Mickey Mouse or something like that. Yeah. Is that though is that what you're talking about? No, I meant more like they had um Disney selling movies. So I mean that's stuff from like cold from Fantasia, obviously. Right. Like, right. Bod and Mr. Toad. Sure. Or, or um yeah. But um the one I'm thinking about is there was couple movies in the 80s one of them was um my fear was mr boogity oh mr boogity yeah, yeah which yeah, is totally. richard muzzer and, and fuzz bucket um, fuzz bucket yeah. was the other big one <laughs> yep. uh the i man brat patrol with sean astin there was a few other ones but um those ones are only available to disney club members like you have to sign up for the blu-ray oh, dvd okay. club to buy them or prepay them so it's like almost like a columbia house thing like an old you know by mail oh, that's, so but, that's how but i you, have to get fuzz buckets but then you I'll do can it. buy them secondhand okay. um and some things of course it's only foreign um people a lot of when people ask me is like weird crazy 80s kids movies or movies from the, like one of the ones number one for me every time is peanut butter solution mm-hmm. which has never been released in the united states but am a uh, canada amazon uh, was available from like amazon canada uh, about a year and a half ago and um it's an uh, incredible edition um it is such a weird mind fuck of a movie um, I really enjoy that. I mean, I'm not going to put it up there with like Watcher in the Woods or some right. of those ones, but I do feel it's something like, it's wicked this way. Comes. So, yeah, or something like that. But it's so, because those are very like gothic to me, whereas this is just bizarre. Um, but, um, you know, I, and I try to do find that too is, but, you know, of course, when curating for people is to ask them what they're into. Um, but most importantly, be able to find like a good mix bag. I mean, or like the mixed tape kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, some of those ones I threw out, like a big one too. Every time anyone asks me for a slasher, I pick, you know, my three big ones are the burning madman and uh, for some international flavor and fun, I always pick pieces. It's my number so, one. I haven't seen pieces. I am going to watch it before. I'm saving a lot of them for like closer to Halloween, and mm-hmm. that's definitely one of them. So I'm excited to watch that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I and kind of as Victor was kind of going on too, a big part to me as well as picking, um, I like movies that are being released now. So, yeah. I mean, if it's something from, like you were saying, Autopsy, Autopsy of Jane Doe, something from a year or two ago where people are like, well, I need some more. It's like, okay, well, this is what I've loved the last few years like here's some of my top picks and if you really you know and then let's just break it down by genre or what you enjoy and go from there because that's and i do that too with people who are so again nostalgia drunk and purists and they're like nothing good can ever be made like the world doesn't (laughs) nothing so um i really do try to to work towards that but i mean um you know with the you know people i think also get bogged down in the 31 days of halloween they try to do it and i'm like i'd rather you watch like one good movie you want to watch or a couple or a handful than to try to like watch 31 movies that you feel like you're suffering through or something so like i try to you know tell people like you know just get it's you know most of the people who are doing it are not actually doing it so just watch you know anyone can take a picture of their tv or a copy of the movie or whatever right. you know you have you know just do whatever you enjoy and well it's great to actually do it because it just i don't know like i i think if you're not a kid 
and you love Halloween, it's just a good way to really feel again like it is Halloween. It's it's very festive. I mean, and and I love Christmas too. And I'm the same way with Christmas. Uh, there aren't as many Christmas movies as there are Halloween movies. Right. So you know, like so. Ultimately, you can check my list of holiday horror on a previous yeah. article <laughs> and call falling, or ask me. Uh, Kirby a cult right. following. Um but yeah, you know, it's it's like a nice it's a cool thing though. Like even if you're gonna be, you know, farting around on your phone or whatever, like having like a horror movie on in the background is great. One thing I love is I went through my uh I you know, again I've watched fifteen movies so far, you know, up through the month. And I actually went through and I did an average of the year of all the movies I've been watching. Yeah. And the average is like nineteen seventy four. Um, which so I'm pretty happy about that actually, you know, cause I'm definitely keeping it kind of more classic on the average at yeah. least, which is something I really, cause I am trying to educate myself on a lot of these movies. Last year I watched like, you know, I did the same thing, but I watched all movies I'd seen before. Um, you know, pretty much almost exclusively all movies I've seen before. And I'm really trying to at least every other day do something that's a first time watch as yeah. much as I can. Um, or at least maybe, you know, show it to somebody that hasn't seen it. But yeah, I was, I, I, I really do want to get my hands on some of those, um, holiday specials you know i really yeah. want to get my hands on, on great pumpkin i want to get my hands on the, the 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 garfield one can you guys think of any other good halloween specials um there's definitely a few out there i mean a lot of them are just in collections uh-huh. that's the biggest yeah. thing with them they're just just some, even some of the bizarre ones i know um one i always talk about is like because i grew up on tgif is like the very bizarre family matters ones <laughs> With Stevel, and uh, no, and the like, ones that get me like are like they tried to do themes during the night. Like there was like one year I remember that like it started off with like Sabrina the Teenage Witch and she's trying to find the cat and it's running through all the t- all the TGIF shows. So Sabrina shows up on every TGIF show nice. trying to find uh, her her cat on Halloween. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, there's more than a few of them, but yeah, a lot of stuff is just collections or. You know, YouTube again. I mean, it's yeah. just sometimes you just got to go with it. Yeah, actually, it's not YouTube. Possible. I didn't even really think about YouTube. I, that's a really smart thing because I bet a lot of those things. Well, are I mean, there. it's just one of those things. Like, I mean, I I have a very you know view. It's like I mean, I believe in buying and supporting, like either by streaming or buying the physical media. Yeah. But if you don't ever release it or it's tied up in rights issues, yeah. Like one of my favorite Christmas horror movies of all time is is Elves, and it's never been released except on VHS. And no one still yet has been able to get the rights for it. So, you know, I was hoping that was going to be the vinegar vinegar syndrome title that they were announcing for their Black Friday sale, but alas, they picked Cut in Class, starring <laughs> a very young Brad Pitt. Whoa! Oh, I thought they said there were two more. There's two more, and I'm hoping one might be Elves, but I highly doubt it. Yeah, there's very few films now. I mean, you like always comment. You're like Elves. Yeah, though there's just a few that I'm hoping for that, but they've delivered. They did Jack Frost, and they've done. They just did Body <laughs> Melt, and they've done uh, some ones I just never thought. Ice Cream Man, I never thought was going to get a formal. Did I ever Blue tell you release? my Jack Frost story? The video store. So, like, um, there was that Jack Frost, and then there was also the, the Michael, Michael Keaton, Keaton Jack Frost, and they were both, like, out at the same time as new releases, and oh, so funny. we swapped the... <laughs> which, like, I, I felt really... I felt bad about the kids who were getting Jack Frost thinking it was the Michael Keaton one, and then, like, it was the horror movie. I felt great about the people thinking they were getting the horror movie, and I got the comedy one. <laughs> and the and the, the thing is, is, like, you opened up, and the tapes themselves just said Jack Frost, like, in plain print. Like, it wasn't, like, all scary-looking on the horror movie one. Yeah. yeah, which, by the way, we I just to 
uh, one last one here that I just found interesting because Victor and I were discussing this last night was the um the resurgence of VHS covers as slips and designer because yeah. we yeah. Saw, I was showing the yeah. crow one. And so I said, "Yeah, I want that one." I ha- did that just come out, or has it been out for a while? No, like very new. I I had only seen it like once. That's why I saved the post to remember it. Yeah, because I know they they're doing one for Happy Birthday to Me too, which I want on Blu-ray anyway. So that's like the version. Yeah, well, it's again. it's interesting because it's Mill Creek, who yeah. has always been known kind of for their budget. They did put out Happy Birthday to Me on Blu-ray. I bought it for like four bucks at Walmart. It was a uh, I believe it was with with a st- when when a stranger calls as yeah. a double feature, but yeah, I I think know, they realize what's up. Yeah, well, yeah. they did like Vestron did, and I'm I'm waiting for like some of the other companies that've been dissolved. Because they like, did like a Steelbook for Flatliners. I have yeah. that, but like I know it has to be coming soon because the Walmart over here on um next to Riverview has like I guess they're doing a reset because they moved all the movies to like the other side of like where the print printer ink and stuff used to be. And now all the printer ink and shit is over where the movies used to be. And they have like a whole $5 section that's totally empty, but it has reset paper on it. Uh, Which, uh, by the way, I did want to just mention, um, they did the... um, Oh, and they have all the uh, Deadpool Fox covers. Like, literally, they just put them out. Oh, really? Awesome. I already sold all mine. Yeah, so like, if you you want to get copies for yourself, that place has them. Like, oh, yeah, we forgot to put these out. Well, it's kind of like one of the best ones here, because we always try to do our our collector's corner spotlight, is... um, because I always, I personally love the art. Some people don't, but I love the um, the Dia de los Muertos style. Yeah, it's um, steel books, books nice. ten bucks each. But I mean, if you didn't have any films on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. great time to buy. I'm going to pick like, up that Jennifer's Body one. Yeah, for the sure. Jennifer's Body one is amazing. One. Yeah. But um, I have that one. Yeah, because originally it was just a piece of paper in front of the uh, right. the already factory issue. I'm glad blue. I didn't buy it. Yeah, I mean, thankfully they were cheap when they mm-hmm. came out, so it's not like a big buyer's remorse. Because I did have a few of them. But it is nice that they came in at such a low price point. But I just want to say that Best Buy is becoming a barren land for movies. I'm pretty sure they're yeah. almost not selling any DVDs anymore, which makes sense with sure. the change in market. But I mean, the amount of just movies they're selling is I think so it small now. Varies on the location. Oh, it definitely. In, um, but I'm talking about the one Camelback has oh, pretty yeah. much hit a point of. Oh, like, you should be the one on like. Deer Valley, dude, it's way worse than one on Camelback. The one at Tempe Marketplace is really nice. Yeah, for our AZ listeners. But you know what? People. I also wonder is I wonder if there's like a bunch in the back that they don't put out because they I think they get so much of their business through like um, uh, BestBuy.com and pick up in they store do. now. Yeah. Um, and it, it's so I wonder if there's like a bunch they don't even bother to put out. I, it was funny when um I, I sorry I think it was when Avengers was coming out. Like I went there to pick up mine. Like I get with the Steel Book right. Um, and I went there and there was like stacks and stacks and stacks all behind the, the, the phone or or the online order area. So it's like, they're definitely doing big business that way. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I know like GameStop for sure is getting in on that racket. They're like, they'll like order, like if you pre-order, they'll order you one for sure. But mm -hmm. then they order like two for the store. It's absolutely true. Um, I had somebody like they were looking to go get a new game for the Nintendo 3DS and they literally ordered one just for the store and all the other ones were pre-orders, you know, they're just really covering their bets. And some things you gotta be like flipper conscious of, like, because um, a big one, like I'll actually buy from the flipper 
is the um the FYE did all the and Hot Topic did all the cereal boxes. Yeah. And yeah. they are they're trashed in the stores. Like it's one out of ten is in decent condition. So it's like it's better to just buy it online and get guaranteed because yeah. I've gone in the store and there's like two of them left, three of them left. Wow. And they're all beat to shit. So it's like um, Which cereal box are you talking oh, about? Oh, they had they did one for Beetlejuice, Pennywise, hmm. uh Gollum, they did cool. the big ones, the first two that really looked more actual fans. cereal in there. Oh yeah, it's cereal in a mini pocket figure, yeah. Cool. Like pocket pop. But it, you know, they're reasonably priced. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of I mean, I like like the original monster cereals and collectible cereal yeah. stuff, but it was um yeah, it's crazy um how damaged a lot of that stuff comes in. Yeah. So no, and it's the other thing I think is weird right now is if you go to Walmart, they just barely got the monster cereals for this year. Yeah. And it's only three. It's like uh, Frankenberry, uh, Count Chocula, and uh, Blueberry. I mean, those yeah. are the three, right? Yeah. The, well, there's like actually like seven. No, like six. Really? Well, they do Fruit Brute. They've brought back Fruit, Fruit, Fruit Brute and You're Yummy right. Mummy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Are You're the right. big ones, yeah. yeah, that they brought back. I mean, look, I mean, that's, I understand, but like it, there's Count Chocula and like, I mean, I, are there any vegan ones? No, unfortunately, no. none of them that are vegan. Sucks, but dude. I will buy them just for the uh, sure the collectability of yeah, the box. But like, it's just funny. Like, at least this year they aren't like election themed like they were the last couple of years. They were election themed. Yeah, it was the year I did buy. That's them. edgy. Yeah, no, oh. it was just like vote, you know, and I was like, no, I, not like vote for the. It's like oh. vote for the monster. Yeah, like that you what cereal you oh. enjoy the most. Which and, I will no, wait, vote no, for. Which man? That that's also applicable. But they had um they had uh there is one I do remember reading the vote for your favorite monster. Rue Morgue was the um uh the one they had an article one time about with the uh there was one in the late eighties where people thought that uh, Dracula's medallion was the star of David. Yeah, and oh. so they pulled the box off. So wow. that's like the rarest besides the original box. Like. An original box sealed of 1972 Count Chocula is like $10,000 because it's so rare. Oh, boy. Holy crap. Meanwhile, there's your Wheaties boxes are worth jack shit, I'm sure, in comparison. Except yeah. whatever one's really rare, I'm sure. I don't know. I'll probably get some. There'll be some. We have some desolate, angry listener who's like, my Wheaties. My Wheaties are my retirement. Don't you tell me about my Wheaties. <laughs> don't you tell me. <laughs> Don't tell me about how I mortgage my future with Beanie Babies. <laughs> it's gonna work out. Great, no. we just lost three listeners. We just lost three our our last three <laughs> listeners. No, but like, yeah, apparently, like the other big thing that's happening is like a lot. There's gonna be a lot of pop up toy stores this winter. Oh, um, like Party City's doing their own line of pop up toy stores. And Target now has like a dedicated pop NECA. culture corner. Yeah, and like like I was at Walmart yesterday, and now like as part of their reset, where all the movies are, they have a pop culture yeah. section now too. So they're going to cool. start carrying like they already have it. they have a bunch of McFarlane figures there it. already, yeah. like the Borderlands. And Good. The, um, Let that stuff Destiny become popular. Figures. Yeah, they um the only again you gotta be careful. Uh, Victor okay. and I talk about us watching the um uh damage you know kids picking them up yeah. beating the shit out of them but um one of the ones that was interesting to me is like you talk about like businesses all kind of yeah. like catching on was i didn't know the hocus pocus pops were only available through spirit uh-huh. they were the exclusive so it was like that was a spirit exclusive 
they didn't even brand it like the sticker. They were just like, mm-hmm. this is the only place you can like get the it. Spirit Halloween. Yeah, yeah, is the only one you can get. So it those at. are impossible to get now. Yeah, really yeah. difficult to get the full set. Kathy uh, Najimi is uh, very easy to get, I guess, but yeah. the other two are. That's- Incredibly sense, difficult. It's poor Kathy and Eugenie. Yeah, she didn't yeah. do anything to deserve. She that. was very nice at Son of Monster Palooza, but right. yeah, it was. Um, it is interesting though how the exclusives and how um even like the whole Walgreens with the Universal monsters and the Sackhead Jason pops and I know pops is a big thing. We've talked that to death, yeah. but I just meant that everyone's gained Here's in what on sucks. the limited. I hate pops, but yet the moment you said that, like, oh, they're severe, I wanted to go get them. Like, I wanted to like, oh, but can I still get some? Like, because they're hard to get, I can go get them, right? Yeah, I just. Well, I just I've, mean that I it's went just to San Diego this year. I know that pop economy isn't going anywhere because no. Jesus Christ, just the, the the lines to get Funko Pops at San Diego Con were insane. Oh, it's yeah. not going anywhere now. Give it four years, dude. Yeah, well, but I didn't mean that. What I People meant more is just that, like, I don't ex- usually go to Walgreens for exclusive toys. Yeah, yeah. it's never been like, right. oh, yeah, that's where I think. Well, to now go. now they keep them at like the the cash register yeah so you don't even have to like explore the store just go to the cash register because we know that's all you're here for mm-hmm. god are you sure you don't oh it's a nice oh it's a nice movie thing do you sure you want our four for a dollar like uh theater candy or four for four bucks <laughs> no. yeah what about these rechargeable batteries would you like these yeah yeah, yeah. it's good stuff but no and then it's like but GameStop is the one that still gets me because like you know they they bought Thinky, but it's still like very hard to get stuff mm-hmm. from there. Like I had I got that Pennywise variant figure, the bloody one with yeah. Georgie's severed arm. Finding that one was like a pain in the butt. But like you know, like now they have like the thing where you can like pre-order individual versions of the turtles. I got in that box set. Oh, so if you want to get that, I suggested pre-ordering it on their website. Else, you're not gonna get it. Right. I guess the other thing they're doing now is like. A Stranger Things Barb action figure from McFarlane. Cool. I want that. Yeah, it comes out on November 1st. Again. I don't care. I love Barb. She's going to make a good victim for my uh, Jason figure. Very 80s appropriate. Let's see. I'm a total hipster. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> oh. that. Justice for Barb. That when, when you're into the Barb, yeah, the Barb is definitely Barb is the ultimate. Benefited, or the actress who plays Barb has benefited muchly from her character's fate. Barb forever. I will say no, the one. No, because she's on Riverdale and she has her own, uh, she's in a movie that they made, like, ostensibly, like, it's called Sierra Burgess is a Loser or something uh-huh. on Netflix. Yeah, cool. she was also, I just remember when I went and saw Wish Upon, she's in that, and yeah. literally, like, the entire theater was like, Barb! <laughs> it's like, wow, you, I mean. Guys, it's Barb! Yeah, she yeah. has a huge, huge fan That's base. Stan Lee! She's the modern McLovin, y'all. There <laughs> it is. But, yeah, I mean, I would say Barb definitely. Barb the modern McLovin by Mary Shelley. <laughs> the, uh. McLovin. <laughs> Oh, which I did. I'll leave that as my final uh, <laughs> retro nostalgia thing and Doug Jones appreciation. Was I introduced my friend Elizabeth to? She had never seen Mac Tonight, even though we're basically oh, the same Doug age. Jones. She was like the back, the Big Mac commercial. The big yeah. Mac commercial. I used to love that. I had so many like Happy Meal toys of him. Yeah, I I had that commercial on so many of my copied from probably on a Disney Sunday movie was the uh, that and the. Uh, the hot side hot and the cool side cool. Like, mm. 
their uh, when they had that packaging, all these this styrofoam years of oh, McDonald's. Man, I, I still need that. to get some of those like transform McDonald's meal transformers. Yeah, yeah. I had I bet that the French fries one was one of my favorite. Well, that ones. and you talk about another like collectible like Halloween item. One uh-huh. is the uh, the buckets the. McNugget buckets, Halloween McNugget yeah, faces. Definitely. I think they, they still bring those back. Oh, every yeah, yeah. Year. No, yeah. but I mean, that's like got a huge. I mean, I would say overall, like that uh, kind of because we segued into that as well as just, I mean, I would say, you know, between nostalgia and just the popularity of horror and Halloween, I mean, it's just absolutely amazing how much stuff, even when I went into Spirit this year, compared to maybe two years ago or three years ago, is unbelievable between like Trick or Treat Studios and yeah. a couple of the other companies. They're making like accurate replicas and masks and outfits. It's just insane to be able to go in and be like, I dreamed of this when I was a kid, like yeah. to be able to have something like this. And now it's, you know, completely available. We really do love Halloween in this country. It's interesting. I hear about like in Europe, like they don't really celebrate Halloween that yeah. much. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just in different ways, I guess. But, you know, like uh, we just really love Halloween here, which I think is freaking rad. Yeah. It's just a big part of American culture. It has yeah. been for since the 50s 60s I mean, post cold war yeah you basically have the huge... when life wasn't like an actual walking horror all the time like i oh, think yeah. people when they got happy and had some money in their pocket they could feel like make you know have fun with that kind of stuff well pretty much why everything in pop culture is here is because of the post cold war era yeah, it's true. it would never have existed if yeah. it, that hadn't happened so yeah. That's our historical Halloween horror wrap up yeah, for the I think that was day, good. but it works out. And well, I uh, think that was pretty solid. We'll mm-hmm. see you at uh, Dismember the Alamo. Yeah. And, uh, so you say this is going going up tonight? Yeah. 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 What else go is going tonight. on? What else? And we then got we got next Tuesday? Tuesday is Terror Tuesday. How soon? How soon? Seriously, if you if you are sitting here listening to this right now and you don't know how soon you haven't seen it, like, and you're in the Phoenix area, like, seriously, go see How Soon. I think you will be very happy to see yes. this movie on a big screen. Big it's time, kind of awesome. Yes. And then next the Saturday after that, the twentieth, we've got the uh, Dismember the Alamo at Chandler, which has a completely different lineup than the one in Tempe. I wish so I could, could go to that one. You can conceivably go to both and get a completely different flavor. And it's four movies. Yes, four each? movies. It's going to go run from three thirty p.m. until ten thirty at night. Okay. So, so is it really going to be? Are the movies that short? Huh? No. Well, I mean, you know, they're eighties length, which is usually around ninety minutes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would figure like eleven thirty. Yeah, ten thirty, eleven, something like that. Okay. Yeah. I'm figuring to be there until midnight. Yeah. I think it's gonna be longer. I'm sure think. people are gonna chill out and hang out and stuff, yeah. you know, and then we'll have giveaways. We've got some like awesome gifts from awesome prizes from A Z Collectors Marketplace. Nice. We've got tickets to advanced screening of Halloween. We've got giveaways from Electric Bat Arcade, which is opening tonight over tonight. by Sweet. Speaking of which, I just want to say thanks to my my friends Neil and Daniel over at uh, Collectors Marketplace for uh, they have really a huge Halloween and horror display. If you are looking for figures, mm-hmm. they have. I mean, it is gained massive in there. I mean, the store is is grown exponentially, but the amount of that they've had for the holiday is crazy. So if you're looking nice. for something, definitely go over and check them out. Awesome, awesome. Jinx. Jinx. Uh-huh. Dang it, you beat me to the jinx. Now I guess I owe you a Coke. I owe you a Coke. I owe you a Coke, <laughs> Smithers. All right, so until next time, uh, feel free to tell us what you'd like to see. If you're going to be there tomorrow, feel free to stop by, say hi, share this with your friends. Until next time, I'm Victor Moreno along with Kirby Nelson. 
all beer and or all work and no play, mate. Wait, shit, man, I fucked it all wait, up. Wait, 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 wait. We're, we'll edit that out here because I'm way too tired. No TV and no beer make Homer something something. Go crazy. Don't mind if I do. And Joshua T. Ruth. Liberate May. Until next time, it's only 13 days till Halloween. Halloween, Halloween. 13 days till Halloween. <laughs> Silver Shamrock. Please edit that guy. Get- <laughs>